Welcome to the Sneaky Dragon Listening Party with my dad and my sister Mary. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon Christmas Party Part 2. We're back again with more Christmas songs for you all out there. I'm David Dedrick. And I'm Mary Dedrick. And Mary, I see you're wearing a Santa Claus hat. Yes. A Santa Claus shirt. Yep. A Santa Claus pants. And uh-huh. on the outside of them, for some reason, Santa Claus underwear. That's an interesting choice. It's like Superman. Superman. <laughs> you know. So thanks. Thank you for doing that. No, you're welcome. So Christmassy. Yes. I appreciate it. what I'm going for. Ho, ho, ho. As Will Ferrell observed in Elf, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> as you can hear, we have, we have returning guests this week. David M. has joined us again to uh, bring more Christmas songs. So thank you for coming in, David. And and to keep it real. Thank you for keeping it real. I'm, I will Here. be the audience surrogate for no, this you, podcast. Well, audience surrogates can't see anything, so close your eyes then. While I paint a picture of our beloved Stu Stu Studio, bedecked with holly and garland, with a Yule log roasting in the fireplace, along with some chestnuts. Yep, hear They're that also crackling. Roasting them, you hear that crackling sound. Not cellophane at all. And... Uh, Yes, so please come on in, take mm-hmm. a seat in any one of our full, you know, what do they call them? Capacious isn't a word, is it? <laughs> it sounds like it should be. Anyway, one of our large overstuffed armchairs or couches, come on into the, uh, the listening party rumpus room and enjoy some Christmas songs. So David, this is part two of your, your mixtape. Did you have an idea as you went into this? Were you like, was this your grand finale or did you just kind of carry on with the... Uh, Nope, just here's some more. <laughs> here's some more. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, it, you know, at, like, like I said uh, in the in the last thing, I, I, you know, it's not like the ultimate distillation of Christmas music, in my opinion. Just a bunch of songs that I happen to like, and it could go on forever. We could do forty of these. <laughs> <clears throat> so, oh no, we couldn't. But uh... <laughs> well, you know, in the next twenty years, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> So, um, so did you make mixtapes when you were younger? Did you make mixtapes as a thing to listen to in the car or? Yeah. Yeah, I would. And for, for no fun purposes, I would make mixtapes to play in a place like, say, the Railway Club. We'd yeah. be doing a, a theme show. Like for the Christmas show, I would put a bunch of Christmas songs that I liked that I thought were interesting to have playing before the show and give it to them. And sometimes they'd put it in and play it at the bar and sometimes they'd go... No, we're going to keep playing the Tragically Hip or something. <laughs> <clears throat> but that was the idea, How though, was to, was to add to the mood of the thing. Like yeah. Rich folk festival songs about money, mm-hmm. you know, one after another. Sure. Just, you know, what the sure. hell. Uh, for the for the Christmas thing, there was that one year that uh, we, you know, I, I referred to yeah. this before with yeah. the, you know. All Santa Claus is coming to town mix. Yes. And, that, you know, so even that added to the confusion. and It's kind of and, an insidious brain worm because no one tell, you didn't tell anyone you're doing this. So you're just That's kind of right. sitting there. And about five minutes in, you go, wait, wait a second. This is all the same. It's all the same song. Oh, well, except people didn't, by and large. They mm. were just ignoring it. Just Christmas music. Oh, well, okay. We're Canadian. Know. We're too polite to com- make, you know, I think he was having a stroke. He put all the same song on. the. Yeah. It's fine. Don't tell him. Yeah, it's just suppose. going into his dotage. 
at the uh, Harbor Center. They're playing the the Stingray music uh, app Stingray. Christmas Channel. All uh, all Mary Nation songs. N- well, it, it, they used to have more choice. There was more than one you could choose from, like a jazzy one, yeah, more of a rockin' one, more of a middle of the road one. Now it's it's a mix, but it does skew towards the middle of the road. Sure, like they actually played a uh, a Muzak style Good King Wenceslas. Mm, nice. Just overnight, just now. And I'm thinking, well, most of the people I talk to here don't even know what Good King Wenceslas is. <laughs> so, but I bet when it's playing, they're thinking, man, I hate this Christmas music they're playing. So, you know, it, it's a, a more a state of mind than individual yeah. songs, yeah. you know. And th- this is what Christmas is all about. Did I ever tell you, I was, I was going to the bathroom one time at the Bayshore. You did hotel. tell me that. And they were playing a music version of A Day in the Life. Mm. And yes, exactly what I thought. So I, I was finished, but I remained in the bathroom to the end because I was curious how the song would end. Where they do a music freak out at the end of the song? They didn't. It descended. Oh. It descended. So I was a bit mm. disappointed. I was in the bathroom at, uh, at Ivor's Acres of Clams in Seattle one day. Yeah. Why is and this? they're playing something. Well, because there was food. And so, well, not my. <laughs> that was good. Uh, and they're playing this music. I'm going, what is this? What is this? And I'm listening to it, and they're singing, and this. Uh, and then I realize it's uh, "We Let the Stars Go" by uh, Prefab Sprout, which oh. it, it was actually fairly new in those days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there's that kind of cognitive dissonance too, <laughs> yes. where you you know what you're hearing, but you don't know what you're hearing. Yeah. Yeah. You know you don't know, and sure. that's, uh, that's interesting, too. Sure. So, I guess, uh, Mary, mm-hmm. did yes. you uh, get a chance to listen to this mix? Yes. Did you rate it in terms of how Christmassy it is? Yes. I love it. Okay. I have my notes right here in front of me. Okay, great. Did you listen to great. it in Mexico at all? No, I didn't. I didn't bring a CD player with me to Mexico. Ah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Get, yeah a, well, get a Mexican perspective. Yeah, on the <laughs> yeah. Christmas songs. Well, you could have just done it at home and just sat in a, in a small room with like a bunch of hot lights pointed at yourself. True, yeah. And then and like, like put a kettle, of, have a kettle yeah, boiling away inside. Yeah, some machine that would make it really like moist in the room <laughs> and really humid. It might make my hair go all frizzy. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That must have been quite the experience here. My hair was wet for like four days straight. It just like wouldn't dry. I would like go in the pool, yeah. and then the next day it would still be wet. Be like, is this not ever gonna? Okay, all right, I guess. So Mexico is like this now, only everywhere outside. Is that like, uh, like this room? You mean? Yeah, like the way we this because of this because of the roaring fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Is it, well, it's more of like a that's like a drier heat with the fire. Yeah. You know, it's more of a dry heat, mm. whereas from. Mexico's Mexico is more like a dry side. heave. It uh, is uh, very, very. Sorry, Mexico. It's warm and yeah. you know, sweaty. But, but nice. The whole place is pretty sweaty. The, That's how I felt at least. The sneaky dragon listening party <laughs> tissue of Christmas lies is unraveling. <laughs> Never. So mm. let's start. Let's let's play our first song then. Okay, let's hear so it. So this is going to be uh, Kate Rusby. And a song, the song is called Big Bill, you... Big Brave Bill Saves Christmas. And uh, I do have the, I do have my notes. I was just trying to do it without having to look at them because uh. I'm, uh, I'm trying to boast. I'm trying sure. to be, but it's from an album called Angels and Men from uh, 2017. So a fairly recent song. So let's give a listen 
to Kate Respi. Here we go. So, Mary, do you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, I thought that the song was pretty. Okay. I liked it. All right. Um, I think I like, well, okay. 
I thought it was a Christmassy. You thought it was Christmassy? I did. But I did think, because uh, she also sang Cornish was sailing. Yes. From the last mix. I thought that one was better and more Christmassy. Yes. I would agree. This song seemed to be... It's sort of, it says that he's saving Christmas, but all he did was prevent some problems with tea. Mm. So I don't know if that's... Yeah, when I was... When I, I, don't was know, I, don't, I don't live a tea-based Christmas, so no. maybe in England it's much more important that tea I mean, is delivered on time. Yes. Now, it is my understanding that Kate Rusby, among her many other uh, endeavors, um, has a... A tea written, delivery business. Well, she likes tea, but, <laughs> but also I think Bra- Big Brave Bill has something to do with some kind of Christmas book for, or, or book for kids. Oh, okay. That she has done in uh-huh. there somewhere, though I know nothing else about it. And in fact, uh, seeing as how at the last, uh, uh, are, are we pretending this is all one big extended thing cut in half, or no. are we acknowledging no. that it is no, two we said, separate? You said we said you rejoined. Okay, so in the gap between these two uh, <laughs> sneaky dragon listening parties, yeah. Uh, I did acquire uh, what Mary discovered at the last one, which was that there is, in fact, a new fifth Christmas album <laughs> that she has put out yeah. called Hollyhead. Okay. And so it's on iTunes. It just came out end of November. And uh, it is uh, totally up to her usual standard, <laughs> like, you know... Uh, like she's so good, it's almost like tiresome. Like so creative, <laughs> she does. I want that hip. It says hippo for Christmas, but it's I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, and it's such a, a an inventive. There's, there's a tuba in it. Okay, and it's such an inventive and good sounding version that it almost is like you know. Okay, I don't you know hate listening to this song. <laughs> That's uh, a pretty awful a, song anymore. Yeah, but but it's actually pretty good. Okay, and the last track on the album is called. B B B B, and it's very very similar to Big. It, it's Big almost like a, yeah. a restatement of this song okay. that we have just listened to. Um, so it, it's a thing with her, and it's uh, the T is part of it somehow. T and <laughs> Big Bray Bill, but Yorkshire mining. Uh, you know, th- th- this is the working man. This is the uh, you know. Uh, and I, th- I think this is something that that's beautiful to add to the uh, to the idea of Christmas is the working man. You know, <laughs> in in Christmas Carol, for example, you have the you know um, Cratchit represents the working man. Okay. Works hard, doesn't get paid much, but what is he doing it for? Well, you see what that is. Yeah. And I think that 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 is a, a beautiful thing, especially in these days when you you know in in our society the haves and the have-nots are getting more and more separate and more and more sniping at each other just <laughs> as a matter of course. Yeah. Um, so one thing I really like about this is that you know it's it's giving uh, you know because it's clearly some sort of children's you know more directed at children. Although it sounds great, the music is great, and it's a, a really uh, nice thing to listen to. But um, you know, for for kids to get the idea that working is is a noble thing, and you know, big train, brave train Bill, him young. Yeah, works in the mines, comes home for his tea, saves Christmas. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's all it's all good. Anyways, I, I, I you can. 
I guess they're all available on her albums are available on uh, the the iTunes. Uh, I imagine I, they're available for many streaming service, Spotify or whatever. Yes, they are that too. So I I think you know if, if nothing else, uh, it, I I would like it if people would check her out because uh, she's uh, done. You know, there's there's five Christmas albums, and if you like one, you're gonna like them all. So so it's at least sixty songs of of Christmas there. Yeah, the very pretty, least. pretty much. There's one on the first album that's called, I think it's called Poor Old Horse, and it's about a poor old horse. <laughs> if, if you hear that, you, you should you should listen to it on the Spotify or something, Poor Old Horse. Like, it's great. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's a beautiful song, but, but it'll make you cry because <laughs> it's, it's about a poor old horse. Oh. There it is on a Christmas album. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's great. It's not uh, it's not sad. It'll make you cry, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be the dissenter here, and I'm going to say I didn't think much of this song, to be honest. That was okay. Wassling was better. What yeah. song are we talking about? Well, Big I put Bill, it on. Yes, yeah, see, I could have put on some of the other ones, like you know, uh, she's got you know these you know interesting reworkings of of Christmas songs uh, into her her style. Yeah. But so I could have picked any number of those, but the reason I picked that one because it's different from all the other mm-hmm. ones, and mm-hmm. also. An interesting uh, insight into her her thing that yep. she does. Well, it's your mix. It's your mixtape. You put on what you want. Uh, well, she my opinion does. is of no no matter. Um, and I did look up Big Brave Bill, and there's a website for it. Okay, it was a story that she used to tell her daughters. I see. And so there's like a little film. Oh, that's fantastic. It. And there's like crafts. <laughs> there's like crafts and stuff you could print out from the website. I see. Yep. Oh, very nice. I learned so much at the Sneaky Dragon listening party. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's why we're listed as an educational podcast. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> thought I knew everything, but now I... I changed it from see. novelty to enter- to education. Mm. I, in no way do I ever... I never put in entertainment, though. No. I'm not a liar. Because it is not Unlike what David maintains. <laughs> Uh, let's get a copy and sneak it into that box of, or those two boxes of 56 kids books we just walked by in the hallway. (laughs) So let's move on to another song. So this song travels across the world, went from Yorkshire to LA, I believe. Am I correct, Mary? Once again, I'm going without looking at the, I listened to this quite a few times. I listened to the CD quite a few times. So uh, this is Christmas in LA by The Killers featuring Dawes. Or Feet. Feet. Yeah. So it has Dawes feet, feet in the song as well. So yes. there's some toe tapping going on in the background. So this is uh, the Killers, and I understand that they regularly produce a Christmas song for, at, I guess, throughout their their career. Their they story did. Career. They did when they they. Well, we'll discuss it after. Okay, so, let's listen to the song, and then we can well, we can talk it over. So uh, this this is uh, Christmas in L.A. Here we go, everyone. Streaming in my room One beachfront palm December afternoon You close your eyes Another year blows by Somewhere in the wind Just another life In a Christmas card and tennis shoes We understand you stay 
about a, a person living in LA and they're sad about it. And I guess the song kind of quotes a little bit of uh, White Christmas as well. And Carmelita by Warren Zevon. 
And Carmelita by Warren Zevon yeah. as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was getting a real Eagles vibe from this song, so I was really not enjoying yeah. it. But uh, Oh, no. Well, it's, uh, well, I mean, it's... But now you say Carmelita, I'm a little, I'm a little well, more on its they side. they said Carmelita in the song. I don't know if that's a... <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's the reference. They're, okay. they're getting at, you know, like failures in L.A. Mm. who've come to succeed and what Christmas is like, and they want to see if... They go to the bar to Barty's Beanery and see Harry Dean yeah, Stanton, yeah. and you know, um, uh, this song was a big favorite of uh, of uh, Glenn Livingston, okay, our, our beloved Lester interest, yes, of no fun, and and uh, because of that, like he was a big uh, Warren Zevon fan, yeah. so he got that right away. <laughs> the the Killers, uh, they put out one Christmas song every year for. I guess ten years, and then they, but only on uh, iTunes. I see. And I think I don't know if there is a, an available hard copy album because when they got to the tenth one, uh, they put it out as an album uh, on iTunes as a, as a whole thing. But it was always done for this red charity. That's right. It was an AIDS charity. Yeah, they? yeah. So they started doing that. So I, I got the first one, and they're all, like, radically different from each other. Like, mm-hmm. every one of them is is completely different. That's kind of the killer's thing, I guess, is, you know, just doing a mishmash of styles and stuff. Like, and, I think doing a Christmas, because a Christmas song is kind of a novelty song, so it kind of, you're not set to your own particular style that, you know, your fans want from you. So it does allow you to kind of branch out and yeah. And do what you want. Yeah. It's kind of nice that way. Yeah. And they're various. They usually have some guest performer, mm. you know, on, on, I think John Stewart's on one of them playing Santa, I believe. Okay. Uh, so, but, but mm. yeah. So, so. Uh, Not Hanukkah Harry. How strange. Oh, man. I love Hanukkah <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Two pairs of pants. Can you believe it? That's fantastic. Um, so yeah. So so. Anyways, I, I thought, and actually, the song uh, sounds mo- that this song sounds most like to me is uh, the Warren Zevon uh, "Desperados Under the Eaves." Mm, okay, uh, from his you, first album. You, yeah, and you know that they were thinking of that too because it's so much a pastiche of uh, of L.A. modes uh, as as filtered through uh warren zevon's sensibility yeah. so i i think it's that's a great uh christmas song i guess dawes do their own thing i in fact i saw they were on i guess david letterman in the the latter days of his show they they went on and at his request they did desperados under the eaves very credible version so i okay. think that's why dawes is involved with that uh, okay uh, okay I, I i have to research them a little more because i like this song so much but you hate it so why don't you <laughs> I, don't hate, I just yeah it's not it's what it has that eagles vibe and i just i'm not into that la uh, outlaw sound but mm. um but yeah, uh, it's interesting because it's this song's from 2013, by the way, just so mm. people know it's a, a single from from 2013. And I wonder if that's a weakness for me, the way I listen to music when it comes to Christmas music, because so much of Christmas music, Christmas music is about the lyrics. It's about the content of the, the song. It's usually telling a kind of Christmas-related story or whatever. And because I really don't listen to lyrics when I listen to music, it's really the last part of the song that I, I like. Um, I wonder if... Uh, that kind of goes over my head a little bit. Hmm. Well, you like an English sound. I do like and an English see, sound. I, I, when, uh, <laughs> when No Fun uh, started, um, uh, me and my friend Jim Hamlin started uh, 
recording stuff and playing it for people saying, okay, here's the new No Fun album. Yeah. The one thing that was coming up, so this this would be like uh, like early 1975. Yeah. Our musician friends would say, you have an English sound. Okay. They would bring this up. Yeah. Because, you know, they were like more like trending towards blues rock, British blues rock, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. or, or British progressive rock. And... You know, we were just doing what we were, we were doing. We weren't, you know, singing, you know, oh, blimey, like, or anything <laughs> like that. But but I I could see what they meant because we weren't just doing, like, basic, you know, blues changes yeah. or basic country changes or whatever. We were more – and that's more the kind of music we liked, too. I mean, we liked, you know, corny old country music and stuff, uh, but but – it was more the kind of music we preferred, you know. Uh, so um, there is that. You're probably uh, disposed to not like something that sounds like it's from the southern United States as opposed to something from Cornwall in England. <laughs> you know, the like you, United, in the southern United Kingdom. Yeah, you're going to instantly hear, hear that Englishness yeah. and like it, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, like, like you're, you know, XTC, if they were from georgia they would be more like <laughs> dixie dregs or something that'd be awful and, and see yeah, yeah. And, and yet the two are not really that different yeah. only you can't stand to listen to one and you can't <laughs> stand to listen to the other one so so there is that too um uh, there's yeah there's although a, there's dad didn't like the last song and she was from she's from yorkshire that's an english sound yeah that's i just true. thought the song was kind of too repetitive yeah, I said meh. <laughs> David, for David. Sorry, David. Well, no, well, no. This, this, this is good. This, I mean, you know, I, I, I could have molded these things to just, you know, get, you know, one Narrow hit casting. of pleasure yeah, after, after another. I just, I thought it sounded like a song that you'd hear on the radio. Huh. Mild disappointment is part of what Christmas is all about. <laughs> That's Shall true. That's you true. Go. Man, let me tell you, you know, one year I was convinced I was getting... Uh, uh, an electric football game. Oh, which I one? Was convinced. The, the vibrating the, one? Yeah, the oh, box. Yeah. The box was was the right size and shape, mm, and mm. rattled the right way and stuff. I was convinced. <laughs> the one with the bleachers on the side. Oh wow! And the big football, the the big um, quarterback. Oh, the kick it, the kicker. Yeah, kick kicks and yeah. throws and stuff. Yeah. And uh, just skipping ahead, I did eventually get it, but not that Christmas because what I got was. A deluxe wood burning kit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh man! A deluxe wood burning kit. Was it just like a set of matches? Deluxe. No, well, no. Deluxe. That's what makes it Had deluxe. Is oh, right. is yeah. Oh, this thing. Oh, it gets really hot. Does it? Oh, I mean, burn lines and. Do you wood. know if you can still buy that? Because I think Duncan would really like that. Yeah. Well, in the Pee Wee uh, Herman Christmas special. Uh, uh, he one of the things he asks for is a wood burning kit, and then he stops and he goes, "No, deluxe wood burning kit." <laughs> he grew up at the same time. I think they're all deluxe. I think, <laughs> I think they don't make these distinctions. Okay, so we hated the first two. What's next? I'm not. I'm not the hate I said it. the nice one. The first one was nice. What about the second one? I said meh. <laughs> How Christmassy was it? Not very. Not very Christmassy. I'd say like a. I would say two snowflakes out of five. Oh, well, actually, it's supposed to not be Christmassy. That's kind, yeah, of, the yeah, that's kind of the point of the song. Is you're in LA. You're a failure. You're. It's hopeless, and it's Christmas, and yeah. and uh, you know. 
I heard that the uh, I I heard that uh, Owen Wilson is in the video for this song. So hmm. maybe I'll watch that and I'll I've like ne- it more. Yeah, I've never seen the video. Yeah, I like to imagine my own video for <laughs> songs. I, I like to think of the little musicians playing and dancing around, and not to see you know some Owen Wilson walking around. And being, okay, you know. So on the spectrum of of listening to music, so I had a friend and she told me one time that before she listens to a, a, an album, she reads the lyric sheet, and if she doesn't like the lyrics, she just throws it away. So she's never heard the Rolling Stones? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other side of that spectrum is me, apparently someone who is lyric blind. Mm. I do listen to lyrics, but I cannot remember them. Right. Like, I couldn't sing a song, even though I've heard it a million times. I can sing, sing along? along. I can sing along with it, because okay. it cues my memory. Right. But then if you said, Dave, sing the lyrics to Hey Jude, I'd just be like, Hey Jude... <laughs> I have heard this song so many times, but I can't remember the lyrics. So. Oh, yeah, well, it's a different part of your brain. Yeah, uh, yeah. A song like Autumn Almanac, I mean, I had to look up the lyrics just to uh, a couple of times just because I'm singing it because I know it so well, yeah. like the lyrics, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I'm like, what's what's that line? So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's part of the deal. A song you, you're sick of. Yeah. You figure, you know, I can just sing this song if I want to, this horrible thing. But but you can't really cuz it's you have to you have to actually learn it in the learning the song part of your brain. Yeah. Not yeah. the I hate this song from hearing it so much part of <clears throat> your brain. So I just remember being at a show you did at UBC one time and just for uh, the fun of it you started doing a Led Zeppelin song and there's people in the cr- in the crowd, mostly new heads who started singing along with you from the audience. And I couldn't, because I couldn't remember the lyrics of the song. I was so embarrassed for myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a, I'm a musical failure. I and, it, and it was a whole lot of love. You know? <laughs> I was a whole lot, whole lot of, of love. What's uh, the next line? Yeah. I should know the lyrics to whole lot of love, but I can't <laughs> sing along with this chorus because they're just not coming to me. What is this whole lot of love? What are the three words that make up the chorus? can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it is that bad, everyone. All right. So let's, uh, let's play another song. Let's keep the Christmas in this Christmas show. Should we play the next one? or? Well, yeah, let's play, let's play the next one. Okay. Okay, Mary, thanks for keeping on top of this. You just said let's play another one. Yeah, so I was, was going to go like, around. Well, we're just going to... shuffle play. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no real order to these. So you could skip ahead to the next one and come back to the next oh, one. Oh, it's too confusing. I have numbered these for a reason, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, so here's another repeating artist. Mm-hmm. Which kind of... Do you have rules when you make mixtapes, or you don't have any rules? You well, just this is chaos. a different mixtape, Father. I guess it is, but I think of it as a double-sided album, like a double album. Right. It's kind of that. Well, when but I, I never repeat artists on a mixtape. So. That that well, no, that uh, Untitled Christmas Project. Yeah. Uh, in the very first uh, uh, volume, which is the most standalone of them, like you could take that one because it does start with uh, "Christmas Time Is Here Again" by the Beatles. Yeah, and if I was just going to play one for somebody, that one would do. Yeah, but there are two times where there's two songs in a row by the same artist, and that's on purpose because I knew it was going to be this vast project, mm. and there'd be no need to do that. So I thought, well, won't it be more of a surprise to put two together? <laughs> and, and but yeah. but the thing is, they're so different. Like the the two the, the 
the two doubled up ones are actually uh, one is Kate Bush. So it's uh, December will be magic again, and then Home for Christmas, which is just nice her song. and acoustic guitar. Yeah, so they're very different sounding things. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, Eels. Mm. Uh, everything's going to be cool this Christmas, which is a straightforward rocking kind of thing. And then uh, Christmas is going to the dogs, mm. uh, which is, you know, fantastic, and, but sounds completely different. So I thought, you know, yeah, I, I don't worry about if, well, those are more on purpose. So I guess normally I do try to, to you know, change it up. So it's, you know, yeah. keeps your ear sure. interested. Yeah. Kind of. like, like to give it a double shot, like Sea Fox. Double shot of the eels. so let's let's give a listen to tracy thorne and this is a beautiful song this is joy from tinsel and lights from uh, 2012 all right here we go everyone
And we're back. So yes, this is uh, this was the song that uh, you you won me over here with this song. I think this was a this is a beautiful song. Well, that is that is Mary. Uh, what was your? Uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. You thought it was okay. Yeah. What was it for on the Christmas rating? Moderately. Moderately Christmassy. Yes. But you didn't like it. Why didn't you like the song? Um, I don't know. We didn't we we heard this artist last. Yes, we did. One too. Yes, we. Heard I think. Song. Again, I liked the one from last album a lot more. Oh, I see. I prefer this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there, yeah, I, I, you know, this one would be if I was making just one CD, I would put this on there. But I'll, I'll recommend something to you. There's a movie called um, All Is Bright, which uh, they picked a, a totally generic title for it because I think they didn't know what to call it. <laughs> but it's a movie from a few years ago, like five or six years ago and you can it's on video uh but it's with uh paul giamatti and paul rudd oh and sally hawkins is in it as well and it's about a couple of guys like paul paul rudd does this outrage they're 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 guys from quebec Mm. in this and uh paul rudd has this outrageous quebecois uh accent in it i mean it's Fairly authentic, but if I did it, people would crucify me. People would fly out from Quebec to crucify me if I did that voice. You know, I'm, in fact, Rob may do that. In, yeah, uh, sure. if if I do that. But anyway, it's about the two Quebecois guys, kind of losers, who uh, they get trees, go down to New York City, and sell them. This is their plan. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and these are low life kind of people. Uh, uh, one of them is fresh out of jail, and there's uh, there's a, a sort of a uh, yeah. Sally Hawkins is in it playing a, a Russian maid, kind hmm. of a. But but anyways, uh, I thought it was great. It didn't get good reviews because it's not uh, happy or modern sort of. It, it's more of an old fashioned Christmas thing. Uh, like could have been done in the 40s or 50s hmm. it, without too much difference. Yeah. Um, but the this song pops up at the very end, and I you would have to have a heart of stone to not be touched by uh, the end of this movie. <laughs> like for real though, not yeah. in any sort of corny way yeah. or you know um, you know Hallmark yeah christmas movie kind of way but like for real it it really earns this this moment this touching moment at the end it's it's uh, very beautiful and the song plays and it's just perfect uh i i mean i already really liked the song yeah but the use of it they really knew what that song uh was was all about so i recommend that to all sneaky dragon listening party people i bet it's on buried on some sub menu of your Netflix that you get from your parents because you know <laughs> it don't cost nothing. So uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. See if you like Paul Rudd and if you like Paul Giamatti, uh, they're they're both great in it. And uh, it's uh, oh, it, it does have a New York Christmas aspect to it, hmm. uh, like big. Th- you know, it's half Quebec, half uh, half, and it, and it's great. So. I'm a, I'm a big Sally Hawkins fan, so that'll that's that's where I'm that's where I'm went over. Yeah, she, oh yeah. So you want to be seeing that? You guys don't come over for movies anymore. No, because we... everybody's you know got it, their own thing. Everyone, well, the girls are all grown up you know. now. Ray doesn't even live at home. That's, I, Darn it all. Yeah. So you know. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, dear. Yeah. You gotta gotta spread your wings. True. Yeah. 
You gotta spread. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they should all. You guys should all be living together out in Delta in the, in your your parents' basement. <laughs> you know, we still have a swimming pool. If that was the case, that'd be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> um, yes, joy is a, an important component of Christmas. I think, and uh, yeah, one that uh, I don't want to say it, it's sort of underplayed nowadays, but I think it is kind of. Uh, you know, when people say it's such a joyful time of the season, someone is bound to say, "We well, you know a lot of people suffer from depression at this time of year. <laughs> okay, we get it. But yeah. it's also a time of joy. Well, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's easy to phony up, you know, that, that, that joy thing. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, true joy should be transcendent and personal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. So, so, you know, an individual to whoever it is. I don't know. I think you can have communal joy, but I suppose it's, 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 uh, but that's a cult. <laughs> that would be a cult. Well, you know, that's part of that's part of religion. Religion is cultic, so yeah. you know, there's there's an element of Christmas that is religious, and uh, I think there is a joyful element to it. Yeah, but but joy is is personal, and and it's quiet, and and you see something, and you go, this, you know, yeah, you don't go, this is giving me joy. You just experience joy, and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a good thing. So that's true. There's nothing quite like. Like the candle, candlelight service at church where you're holding candles and singing Silent Night. And then Eve lights her hair on fire. Then your fire. daughter lights her hair on fire. That's a moment, moment of compl- complete joy. Transcendent <laughs> joy. Transcendent joy. <laughs> no, you, you, you got... Really quick hands. No, like, like, like you got... I told that story uh, at a party uh, joy <laughs> hearing that Mary was back from, from uh, Mexico not having been kidnapped by banditos or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that, that there was... There were roving gangs of banditos there. They don't talk about that. They don't yeah. talk about it? No. Dad so, also experienced transcendent joy when I didn't bring home that stray dog that I found <laughs> in Mexico and befriended. Yes, because mm. we would be looking after it. That mm. is not true. Mm-hmm. No, Duncan and I who, would... Who was looking after your chickens? They're not my chickens anymore. They were... Who looked after your chickens, Mary? You guys did. How about the dog you brought home? You, you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mom brought home boo and mom has two horses and i'm just saying it's uh, all right joy snuck in at the end of that exchange <laughs> i saw it <laughs> yeah she was one of the horses <laughs> yeah it's really i really like this song i think the it was great i can't remember any of the lyrics to quote them but i i thought there were some great lyrics in this i song think she well. said joy a fair amount she did say joy a lot but there's this thing where she says that's why it, it's you turned up louder that's why it's something rather and because it's joy, and I just thought, oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Thank you, Tracy Thorne. Joe o o o oi Joe oi Also good for Hanukkah. Oi, 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 oi. All right. So uh, let's go on to our next song. This is uh, John Legend mm-hmm. featuring Stephen no, Colbert. this one's with. Oh, sorry, with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Uh, and it's from uh, Colbert Christmas. The Greatest Gift of All, is the name, and it came out in uh, 2008, which uh, was the you, song old. On is iTunes, called Nutmeg. On iTunes only. On iTunes only, this song, yeah, this is Nutmeg. So uh, let's give it a listen, everyone. Sweet brown nutmeg 
Girl, don't make me beg I want to know your age Yes, I do Girl, I'm gonna rock you like a cradle You lick the nutmeg off my ladle It's pure, it's refined Ooh. And it's ready to grind It's my nutmeg You need my nutmeg I'll sprinkle your Christmas cream Christmas cream With my spice supreme Spice What about Allspice? And you know it leaves me cold as ice Cinnamon? Don't even think of putting that stuff in Cardamom? That won't let me drop my love bomb No cocoa, no cloves No vanilla, no mace The only residue I want you Wiping off your face is my enjoyed some sexy times during that song i hope you just were driven to grab your partner and give them a big smooch because this song is all about Smooching. christmas sex nutmeg it's about nutmeg <laughs> this is celebrating sex miss my note was i get it <laughs> i get the bit all right it's a little bit long the bit's a bit too long yeah i went on i was like still going huh <laughs> All right, I guess I gotta talk about this with my dad later, but that's fine. Well, he's got a Christmas album that he put out, I guess, last year. I think it was he last being year. John Legend or something? Yeah, John it? Legend. Uh, and they also did a TV special. And it, it's okay. He's he's a likable guy and he's a real good singer and stuff. But I don't know. You know I saw him in uh, that LA movie, La La Land. He's a real jerk. Uh, well, in that movie. That was, oh, right. Acting. Oh, so that's right. That's not really him. Um, I'm pretty sure he <clears throat> was mind. playing himself in that movie. <laughs> well, John Legend as himself. <laughs> yeah. John Legend as Legend John. <laughs> it's like when Keanu Reeves was in um, Always Be My Baby Poor as Keanu himself. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good sense of humor. He does. I think. Yes. Unlike that movie. So uh, anyway. So yeah, the the Burn album Netflix. he did is kind of you know it's more like what you'd expect, and there's some original songs that are kind of like eh, and, <laughs> and you know it, it's good. And I see they've they the thing they do now is they reissue albums. Even the Tracy Thorne album was reissued on iTunes as a deluxe edition. I see uh, with a few extra songs. So mm. I did download the few extra songs, a couple of live versions of songs, and one 
new song. Okay. Uh, but this is what they do. And this uh, rather controversially, uh, John Legend has done Baby It's Cold Outside with non-offensive lyrics. Uh, okay. Which, you know... Uh, is something it's not baby it's called that <laughs> no it's it's not you know i i did the the, you don't original, like the song don't sing the song uh, that one of those uh that christmas sampler yeah. uh that i picked up that i referred to in the last show i believe um has the original like johnny mercer wrote the song and he does it with uh margaret waiting i think okay um and that is the okay so that's the original version and it and when you hear johnny mercer sing it you know he's got this sort of sly edge to his voice yeah. um then you know that's what the song is and you know yeah. dean martin doing it you know he took that about as far as it could go and i think <laughs> that's probably what people maybe are objecting to is they don't they can't tell they don't know anything about Dean Martin. They just think, you know, what's what's this? You know, this yeah. is, you know, well, they're they're quick to take offense these days, anyways, of course. But I think the key line to that is uh, there's one line that gets mis uh, missung in most modern versions of it, um, um, uh, which is the the one of the last things that uh, the guy sings. About uh, um, about the holdout, you know, uh, the the last line. Somebody somebody look up the lyrics okay. to this so you can May put I look it up in the lyrics. So maybe it's cold outside. Okay, and then we can. Uh... Which uh, <clears throat> they sing holdout, but it's actually uh, old doubt is what he's actually singing. Okay. So if they're if they're not hearing old, you know, old doubt is is sophisticated wordplay and funny yeah. and makes mm. it It says get over that old out. Yeah, see that's not right either. It's <laughs> get over that old doubt. Could you sing the could you just like not sing it, but to say the 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 give it like context to that part of the song? It says I really can't stay and then bracket get over that old out. Yeah, so that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> So, and, but they would nor, you know, in the, in the, in the, you know, sort of dumb versions, they go, get over that holdout, which is. is, Also makes no sense. Well, and it's lousy, you know, (laughs) but get over that old doubt is sophisticated and you have to actually be listening to it to to catch it, you know. Um, so yeah, so I'm dis- disposed to not like John Legend so much because he would do that. <laughs> like he knows better. He knows it's, you know, he should have just done the straight up version with somebody and put some, you know, sly edge on it. Um, Nutmeg I like quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's better than anything on, on that album, in my opinion. <laughs> and I, I like, I especially like the cardamom reference yes, and won't yeah. let me drop my love bomb is, is <laughs> that's that's pretty good is, is that song also written by adam sledginger or did john Legend yeah write it? yeah well the 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 lyrics are uh, the lyrics the the uh on itunes you don't get much in the way of information like no. you can click onto the individual song and sometimes there's nothing to, yeah. to look at yeah but yeah adam schlesinger uh there's a guy a lyricist a lyricist that is involved with the show as well 
writing okay. the lyrics, I believe. Okay. But the music's good, though. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's good. There's a bunch of good stuff on that. I could have put more than one thing on it uh, from from that. Like, I really like the one that Feist does, that uh, Please, Please Be Patient, be patient. Yeah, yeah, where she's patient. an angel. <laughs> uh, the show is great, of course. Do you have that? Do you, did I give you one of them? A no. copy of the DVD? No. Yeah, I keep finding them at Value Village, <laughs> so I just put a, you know, get them and put them on the pile to give people who don't have them. But the, the TV show's great, and yeah, Elvis Costello's good. on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the whole cast does this great stripped-down version of uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding, good. Good which, ending. as you well know, I think belongs in the Christmas canon, <laughs> uh, you know, the secular sure. Christmas canon. Let's throw that in there, like Peace, Love, and Understanding at Christmas. It's uh, It's... It's it's a good thing. It's it's one of the things that Christmas should aspire to, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't even know if that belongs in the secular Christmas canon, to be honest with you. It's a good reminder for everyone of all stripes. Well, I think... <laughs> I think it does, and I'm just going to keep doing it. You can sit there and fume all you like. <laughs> Why isn't he doing Christmas carols? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say all the time. Yeah, me too. All right, so another great song is, is next. This is uh, Sparks, a fantastic band, and their song, Christmas Without a Prayer, which uh, was a, a single they put out in 2015. I guess that's one of the benefits of iTunes is the ability to just easily put a single out if you want and just put it out there and see if people like it or don't mm-hmm. like it or what happens. So I am informed that iTunes is going to stop existing in favor of the Apple Music thing. But it'll still have the same... Thing. I mean, you can't download them, I guess. You can stream them. But it, but it still would be the same. You can still put out a single in that in that. Yeah, that, uh, but I, I want to download them and then burn CDs and then play the CD because it sounds <laughs> better than, you know, listening off the dock or on headphones or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, plus, uh, uh, again, Glenn Livingston, our beloved Lester Interest of, of uh, No Fun, what I, what I would do... Every year I would give him some CDs of whatever I downloaded in the way of Christmas stuff to yeah. add to, which it got up to 22 CDs I'd given him. <laughs> you know, so, you know, pretty good, you know, and yeah. and, and and all stuff that's only off iTunes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you can do that too. You can't really do that so much with streaming. Uh, this This non-physical thing is just, you know... People who can't be bothered, or it's good for them, or they just want the convenience. Convenience is what it's all about with pretty much everything now. But uh, physical formats are not as convenient, obviously, but they're they are actual, real, yeah, things. You got it. Yeah, no one can take it away from you unless you get divorced. They can, but you can just burn another CD. <laughs> they can. I've. I've been broken into. They can take it from you. But, uh, yeah. So, um, Mary, you didn't, you didn't think the song was that Christmassy, I, I assume. Where did it rake on your snowflake scale? Wait, did we listen to the song? We listened to Nutmeg. Oh, no, no, we're oh, talking Sparks, nut- aren't we? Oh, we're talking Sparks now. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. You moved on to Sparks. Oh, I, I moved on to Sparks and I forgot to Funny play Funny how you have a mental block about Sparks. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it's as if I was coloring a book called Sparks right now. <laughs> oh, odd. All right, let's play Sparks, everyone, and uh, I will uh, recover from this, uh, my trauma.
Christmas without a prayer No one to go to church with and run their fingers through my hair No one to buy me things I don't want Bright colored ties Monogram things An album by wings Christmas without a prayer No one to feed the birds with From cold park benches I see No one to tell me the first date's too soon No one to show me Pictures of her kids The first I've heard of kids Sparks, mm-hmm. the very good Sparks. Mm-hmm. I think ending a song with a reference to Thai food is always great because it's the one that everyone can agree on, as they point out. Well, it's the one that's always open, as they say at the end of the song. Correct. Uh, so, Mary, yeah. Sparks. I thought it was fun. Good. Glad to hear this. And I said, you can still be with my daughter. Pretty Christmassy. All right, Mary. That's probably four out of five Santa Claus has. <laughs> wow, nice. Ooh. And That's yet really it's good. so anti-religious. <laughs> well, not really anti-religious, just uh, flat out, you know, agnostic. Yeah, just enjoying the season. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't fine. have to be religious to be I don't demand Eve. that. Yep, it's whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Uh, no, the song's fantastic. I love that it's in little sections. And I always love uh, Sparks' uh, arrange, arrangements of their songs. are always so stellar. The, the little uh, vocal... Uh, Part of the song where they're la la lying is great. They are one of the great bands. For sure. And by band, we mean two people. <laughs> so, yep. Two brothers. But yeah. yes, throughout the year. There's been many iterations of a Sparks band, but all the uh, constants are the, the male brothers, Ron and Russell. 
Yes, well, they, they the just Hitler keep mustache. going. You know, they're in the uh, because they've changed repeatedly over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that that's Beatlesque. That's you change. You yeah, know, and yeah. and you in you know you you're not what you were, so you change. But you can always go back to that. That's mm -hmm. all part of what you were, so it's part of what you are. And it's yeah. uh, they you know the the just si since like seventy one something like that. Yeah. I still do, of course, uh, uh, Girl from Germany all the time. Yeah, that's I'm a good sure song. people don't know what it is, but your version's I, a little slower than their versions. Well, it's more deliberate. What I like, I like that though. I like it. What's well, deliberate? Yeah, and and it does. You know, you have to. There, there's some dynamics yeah. to it, but people, I'm sure people don't know what it is for the most part, and yet it's always, uh, you know, people get the idea. Yeah, you know, it's great, great. It, it is great, so and great. And did you hear about that? They this is a couple of years ago, I guess now that they did all of their albums. They performed their albums, like the whole album, each each night. A series of appearances that, like in Britain, in like the Barbican or something like that, they did yep. an album a night. Yep. They culminating just, in Little Beethoven, I guess, was the, the one they did, which had just come out. Yeah, they just did it. They didn't have to do it, <laughs> but they. I, I'm sure they just went. Well, nobody else can do this. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Yes, yeah. this will be hard, and we, you know, we'll have to go through every style we ever indulged ourselves in. So let's just do that. And I, I bet it was. I bet it was just great. Yeah. I bet there's people who went to every show and were just, you know, they're still talking about it, if they're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility yeah <coughs> but so, before they died though yeah i bet they were laying there on their deathbeds going man i'm glad i went to that series of concerts that sparks did where they did every album in sequence every song man when they were doing equator <laughs> at the end of uh kimono my house oh man it's not even that great a song. I just felt I felt like the universe made sense finally. But how do they feel when they're like doing like uh, the Giorgio Moroder one? They're kind of like, oh, I guess it had to come to every night. I guess. Well, they probably just made the, the place into a disco, so everybody just <laughs> That's danced around. That's fun. I guess. That's I guess nice. if they were doing it now, they would do one night where they just played the one Christmas song because mm. they'd have to. Yeah, you know. That's nice. You have to. I hope you enjoy this because, you know, we're kicking you out in about five minutes. Mary, what, one thing that in your young life yes. I feel sort of sorry about is that you didn't really grow up with Christmas music the way I did at Christmas. Okay. Just because the way our house was laid out, you know, like our, we shared, our Christmas tree shared the room with the television, mm -hmm. which is not how I grew up. When I grew up in our house in Delta... Um, the Christmas tree had its own room. The Christmas tree had its own room. Yes, we kept that room closed off the entire year mm -hmm. until Christmas. Then it was through. We had a grand celebration in which we opened the. No, we, had, we our TV room and our living room were separate from each other, mm. and so our living room was the home for the Christmas tree at Christmas time, and we had, that's where our stereo system was. Right. And so it was a great joy to me because I'm a, a nerd and also an introvert and a very insular person. It was a joy to me to listen to Christmas music. Yeah. And decorate the Christmas tree every year, which my mom also loved because it took a big load off her chest. Mm. She didn't have to worry about that stuff. Mm -hmm. She just had, and also you're um, a very particular person. I'm pretty fussy. It's true. Just saying, we're getting our Christmas tree tomorrow, and Dad is going to be the person who does that, Makes who sense. does the lights and stuff. Yeah, because he has to be. Yeah, because I'm fussy. Yes, but it's okay. It looks nice when I'm done. So, uh, 
the um, yeah. So I always kind of feel sorry because when I grew up, I grew up with my mom and dad. Well, my dad. My dad's more of the music head in my family, and I grew up with my dad's. Oh, not mine. Christmas. My mom's more of the <laughs> music, music person, person here. Is mom. that right? My dad is, doesn't care about music at all. Is that right? Yeah. Strange. This is really weird. Yeah. I don't know. I have trouble believing it. <laughs> What do you mean, uh, Dad? <laughs> I don't understand, Dad. What do you... So when I grew up, I would listen to, like, the Johnny Mathis Christmas album, Andy Williams and the Williams Brothers, um, Jack Jones Christmas album. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite, Something something Festive, the A&M. It was like an A&M anthology of the, all their kind of, their stable of artists singing songs, some of which had something to do with Christmas, many of which just were winter-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance... Um, uh, Claudine Langer singing Randy Newman's Snow. I don't think that's... A, it's sort of Christmassy, I guess. But it's all right. It has snow in it. Well, what you, what you going to sing about shooting her boyfriend? <laughs> that was an accident! <laughs> while, while skiing? How Christmassy. Well, she was doing the tetathlon, or whatever they do there. They ski and shoot. Uh, is that the decathlon? It's a biathlon. Biathlon. Sorry. Thank you, Mary. And... Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you grew up that way, though. Did you Did you really hear a lot of Christmas music from growing up? Do you feel like it was a big part of Christmas for us? No. Yeah. I would say Christmas for me My was apologies. more... No, it's fine. I would say Christmas for me was more about the things that we watched. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas, The Grinch. There's things that even I watched on TV that were like, the, you know... The Secret World of Santa. Secret World of Santa Claus was big. <laughs> um, every year we watch... Um, the Animaniacs movie. Okay. The Wishing Star. Sure. Which is not Christmas themed per se, but it's like Christmas it's wintry. It <laughs> gets two snowflakes they, out of it. It gets aired <laughs> it gets aired at Christmas time. Sure, so sure. we always watch it at Christmas time. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's just like Christmas stuff that we watched. Like Teletoon was pretty good about just airing a bunch of like animated Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess everyone has their own Christmas tradition of christmas you're memories santa claus you can't yeah that's a good one you can't force like you can't force christmas music on people like you know i mean stores do but that has a terrible result and it, it increases christmas depression by 50 percent. it's True. a proven statistic i've been forcing it on little iggy <laughs> like he well i mean he's coming over to a place where yeah. it's decorated for christmas yeah. all year round he loves it yeah so i've been showing him things like charlie brown and and he's picking it up you know, yeah. he likes anything with music. So, um, especially music with a beat. One of the first things I played for him was this uh, I got from Value Village. They had some uh, Muppets Christmas album, uh, Christmas CD yeah. that has like uh, Animal on drums. So, okay. very precise and loud drumming on it. He's just really enjoying it. Uh, so, yeah, so he's getting to see all these things. I mean, he's not going to remember it next year when i do it again but but you know event he, he will become steeped in the yes eventually the, the christmas thing as as i am if either, i have anything to say about either it. he'll love it or hate it you have no well, control he'll, over he'll that do, he'll do both but eventually he'll come back to it for what it is which is just you know um you know it, it is as i uh, keep saying and it never makes sense really but it is christmas is a prism through which we can see the world sure it is also a prism through which we can see the world that's all <laughs> uh i was going to say something but it's not important now are we still talking about nutmeg no we, no, talked, no, about we sp- talked about sparks talked about sparks christmas yeah, letter prayer i know I'm, I'm lost so now we're going to do one of i don't know david you put this on here. You can take the heat for this choice. It's Sting with Bethlehem Down. 
which I believe is a submarine film from 1983, <laughs> uh, from his album If on a Winter's Night. This no. is how pretentious. No, it's not. It's not from that album? No. It's listed as that. What's it from? It is a boner track, uh, available only on on uh, iTunes. Oh. And there is a deluxe version of his... It's not a Christmas album. It's a winter album. There are some Christmas things on it. Yeah. But he wanted it to be a, a winter album, probably because you can sell more of them that way. I doubt it. But there is a deluxe version that comes with a DVD... If you hate Sting now, you want to see this DVD <laughs> where where he goes to record the album and he's yeah. talking about planning the album and he's back at his old you know dockside uh, you know haunts where he used to go and take his bass upstairs and play and stuff okay. and he's talking to people like he's a normal person Ugh. and uh, yeah, unbelievable <laughs> but but there's one it has one extra track. Mm. You know, again, somber, sort of winterish. Yeah. But this particular song is something else, and it is uh, it is a a known Christmas song written by a fella. You can look it up, and then you can tell me. Okay, but let's listen to it. Eh? All right, let's listen to Bethlehem Down from the 1983 film about a submarine being sunk. All right. I think you're thinking of Watership Down with the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is king. We will give him the king's gifts Before it's sweetness and gold for our crown Beautiful robes that the young girl to Oh, 
fr- and that was Sting with Watership Down. I just stole Mary's joke. Hey, <laughs> from uh, uh, when did it come out? From 2009. Mm. And uh, yes, if it had been called Tantric Xmas, I would have loved this album, but it's not. Mm. Well, that that singing is off-putting. I'll admit that he does this overly precise. Yeah, you know, did not enjoy kind of that. singing, but you know that. Uh, I mean, listen, listen to, listen to most serious. Christmas music, and that's the way they're singing, so that's why he's doing it, I'm sure. He doesn't do that with every song, but this particular song is is a song written by um, a guy named... Oh, wait to look it up. Oh, feel free to look it up. <laughs> Bethlehem Down. Bethlehem Down, okay. Um, his last name is Warlock, and uh, oh. he... Uh, Adam Warlock. He lived... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, I, <laughs> though I know it's wrong, because let's see... Um, plus, the, if you name Warlock, Warrior. <laughs> if you name's Warlock, then you're you're kind of you're kind of screwed, anyways. I'm I'm Warlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you. When are. did you change your name? I didn't change my name. But but he le- he led a very troubled life. He kind of drank himself to death. But he was mm. a very talented. He was called Warlock. Very talented uh, 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 composer, hmm. and he actually wrote this song uh, for a competition. Like to write a new Christmas song, um, and uh, this is what he wrote, and he won because he was very talented. And um, uh, I, I think it's it's a uh, his name is Peter Warlock. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song, and uh, even if it is uh, Sting singing it, I have a lot more of a uh, a tolerance for Sting at his most pretentious uh, than most people. <laughs> Uh, he he put out an album called I think it's called My Songs where he just redid a bunch of his big hits okay. and sort of gave it more of a modern uh, flattened out sound like the modern hits uh, are uh, that uh, flattened out yeah yeah and it's it's kind of hard to listen to it's I mean I'm not mastered yeah uh, that last album he did that uh, the Return to Rock album was actually pretty good. Sure. A pretty pretty good album. Uh, his band is, you know, always going to be great, of course. And, uh, you know, he's Sting, whatever, you know. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, he, he doesn't know. You know, Sting just doesn't know how he comes off. He's just, that's how he is. Yeah. So he starts talking about, yeah, well, so we went to my villa in Italy to, to work on, you know, ideas for the new album. And he, he, he can't help himself, you know. <laughs> and he, you know, he, he show, you know, he cuts off his beard and, and, hey, I'm a rocker again. And oh, shut up, Sting. <laughs> and he, he can't help it, you know. He is Sting yeah. and he will always be Sting. And well, that, that's the most important part. You were, we're talking about a man who chose to call himself Sting. Well, they it was not a nickname was, that was given to him. It was th- his own name. He had, he had some sort of bumblebee suggesting outfit one time when he was just a poor, struggling musician, and they called him Sting, and it just sort of stuck because you know it's better because they're than, making fun of him. You know, that's great. Like, really, uh, I, I think for no fun purposes, it would be. I think better, a better name for him would be Pinata. If you had a nickname, yeah. Like me, some people call me M. Yes, for you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a person that gets nicknames very much at work. They sometimes call me Double D or Davo. Well, I, I know it. Yeah. I know a Double D. 
Dave Dykhausen. He's, they call him Double D, like for real. But but it would have to be more like Seahawk, for instance. <laughs> so you're you're wearing a Seattle Seahawks T-shirt yes. right now. Yes, I am. Very Christmassy, by the way. So if they started calling you Seahawk, yeah. and it just stuck, yeah, you know, that that might be a good thing. They might only. There's probably other people they call Seahawk. It's okay to like Christmas, but I'm afraid that you're going to end up like Crispin Glover in uh, uh, Wild at Heart. What's wrong with that? (laughs) That's beautiful and inspirational. You know. Jeez. So, Mary, we haven't had a chance to uh, come in on on your feelings on this this song. I thought it was fine. That was fine. Okay. I thought it was pretty Christmassy. Pretty Christmassy. I would say four out of five candy canes. (laughs) Nice. I like that you have a sliding scale from snowflakes to candy canes. No, it's all the same scale. I'm just oh. using different no, things. No, Mar- Mary like is correct. And like also it. named after one of the characters in the whole uh, Christmas uh, story, right? Yeah. Yeah. What? Mary. Joseph and Mary. Yeah. Oh, the oh, uh, that Christmas named story. After, named and after the character in It's Wonderful Life. And Little Baby. Mary. Mary. I don't think that's right. Did you watch that new uh, Blu-ray, by the way? I have not yet. It's better. It's they, well, no, they, they the movie is better. They, they remastered it like for real, like went back and you know. But I thought more than more than the picture, the sound was so much clearer. Like mm. the thing at the beginning is really like, where's that music coming from? And also, you could hear every little voice just in in the wow. right balance. Finally, I'll, I'll watch it downstairs with a surround sound. And when you do, you will notice that it starts with "I am just the numbers guy." The current version. It always did, didn't it? Well, yeah, it had the it did, title card but, with the but picture now it them. has the second part, the, mm, okay. the, the, the orchestral part written by T- Dimitri Tiomkin. Tiomkin. Um, but anyways, yeah, see, you could imagine that Bethlehem Down being performed by the choir at a Christmas concert in your church. Because that's what it's for, yeah. And it's it's a beautiful med- melody. If mm. if people hear that song, they you know, I mean, it won the contest because it's so appealing and and sure. unique. Um, so yeah, so so thank you, Sting, for bringing this song to our attention. <laughs> now go away back to your villa in Italy. So, I did look on his Wikipedia page, and he's like seven properties listed. Oh really? I was like, why do you need those? I'll list it on your Wikipedia page. Because he did his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because he has a photographer follow him as he walks his dog from one villa to the next. <laughs> yes. It's not, you have to mention that all seven properties are connected. Oh. They circle around into France. Right. Well, there's one in New York, so. And then into New York. They're all oh. connected, though. Okay. By bridge or By like incredible underwater? Walkway. Incredible built, walkway. He built a tunnel. He built oh, a right. tunnel. This for him. <laughs> the Sting Individual Tunnel. <laughs> his, his ego tendrils out from him and burrows, burrows into the ground. Okay, let's, uh, let's... This is probably the most religious song. I'm not talking about Bethlehem Down. I'm talking about this song. It's probably the most religious song on the, on the, on the CD. Yes. This is Argent with uh, another single from... This is from 1973... Christmas for the free. So let's uh, give it a listen, everyone. This is the day of Jesus. This is the day of peace. Joy to the world at Christmas, Christmas, Jesus. This is Christmas for the free. 
There we go, everyone. Uh, God gave rock and roll to you for Christmas. That was nice of him. Yes, it was very nice. That was just a reference to the Argent song, God gave. God, God made rock and roll for you, or God gave rock and roll to you? Gave. Rock and roll to you. Mm. That's the song. But are they? Is that a reference to when Jesus rolled that rock? That's right. When the rock was rolled away. Mm, yeah. Rock and roll 
God gave rock and rolling rocks. They were to. like, they're like the only rock and rolling you should be doing is rolling rocks away from Jesus's crib <laughs> or whatever. So this uh, it's interesting to me that here's a rock and roll song or a song by a, a rock and roll band. We all know, as I said, God gave rock and roll to you, which is also a religious song. So maybe I'm, I'm underplaying this band's religious roots. And then also, um, is it hold your head high? I don't know. <laughs> hold, hold your head your, up. Hold your head up. Is that how it yeah. goes? That's hold what your it's head up. That doesn't make sense. That's not. No. Hold your head up, boy. Hold your oh, head okay. up, boy. Oh, hold your goes. head up, not girls. <laughs> hold your head high. <laughs> I didn't realize the song was such a jerk, jerky, sexist song. <laughs> well, now it sounds that way. Back it's, then, it was just a you know, fantastic hit. <laughs> That's true. It's only in retrospect that we judge these things, really. <laughs> but you know, you have to be aware of the things you create in in life will all, only be judged in retrospect. And they should have been known. They should have known that. Mm. But no, it's interesting to me that this song has like a pretty religious element to it. Hmm. I didn't know this band, so Ar- Argent. Yeah, knowing were... that their other song is called "God Gave You Rock and Roll." God gave rock and roll to you. God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah. Um, I'm not super surprised that this one was so religiousy. Well, yeah, but the other song isn't, like, religious per se. It's just, like, this sort of, like, generic idea of, you know... God creating rock and roll. Rock and roll God creating the world so you can have rock and roll. Yeah. On the seventh day, God created rock and roll. <laughs> and, yet, and yet it doesn't have that, that stink of, like, you know, religious rock band. No, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's an awful thing. It's kind of like Sufjan Stevens as well. Somehow he has been able to avoid... That contagion of, yeah. of someone sounding like they're saying the name of Jesus Christ while going to the bathroom. Mm. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. you are my savior. Is that iconic episode of um, South Park when they're trying to? <laughs> right. They're like trying to get a platinum single. And yeah. they decide that they can do it faster if they make Christian music. Yeah, yeah. And they're like making that album cover, and they're like standing like staggering on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Carmen just realizes you just have to write love songs and just put the name oh. of Jesus <laughs> yeah. in the place. So he just starts like stealing love songs. <laughs> I don't want Jesus inside me. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> what kind of love song was that anyway? <laughs> Pretty sure that was one that they talked about on so far. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That show is great. I think we yes. all agree. Correct. Yeah. Although my, judged in retrospect, <laughs> my boyfriend has been watching a lot of clips from South Park episodes recently. Okay, because he says that it in anticipation of Christmas. Uh, yep. Okay. No, because he says that it would be too embarrassing to watch a whole episode, and I'm like, um, I think it's worse to just watch clips because that shows that you don't have the the concentration to watch a whole episode <laughs> of South Park. <laughs> That's right. A show, a show, as I remember, it being enjoyed by grade grade five boys of all of all of all oh, types. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I was in grade nine, mm. and it was very popular amongst my grade nine peers. Yeah, when I liked it the most. Well, I just remember when you were in elementary school, kids talking about it, and I was like, "Who's letting their kids watch South Park? It's crazy." <laughs> um, Aldergrove parents. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they've done some great Christmas work. <clears throat> yes. Over, over the years, Mr. Hanky is. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yes. Really great and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Although, Dreidel. I, although I know he's not. Uh, Dreidel, that's really good. Yes. Yep. The uh, Courtney Cox, I love you, uh, Dreidel mm-hmm. song. That's good. Um, and then, but I just want to say, Mr. Hanky's great, but mm-hmm. Towley is so much better than Mr. Hanky. <laughs> but anyway, that's just me. That's just my opinion. I know I'm, I'm probably alone in that. So, uh, 
But anyway, I don't know much about Argent, David. I know that Rod Argent was in the, the zombies. Yeah. And then the zombies <clears throat> broke up. Yeah. Because they were failures. And then... And then Allison Argent was in Teen Wolf. And then Allison Argent... Then the Argent family, that's right, went on to join Teen Wolf. And, and they were <laughs> the werewolf hunters. Yeah, werewolf hunters and on it. Teen Wolf, yeah. yeah. And Asia Argento caused Anthony Bourdain to kill himself. So it all runs directly from this. Wow. And here's the other thing you didn't realize. Her name is pronounced Asia. Asia. <laughs> How's it spelled? A-S-I-A. But it's Italian. So it's hmm. Asia Argento. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. But if you say that, <clears throat> you are a pretentious jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you said it. I know, I'm wearing it. Don't you see my name tag right here? David Dedrick. Pretentious jerk? Pretentious jerk. Well, speaking of That's pretentious, your true uh, <laughs> Argent was sort of a way to, like uh, the bass player, uh, Jim Rodford, he uh, also played in a latter-day uh, uh, zombies. So what they kind of did was... Uh, they well, Colin Blundstone was working in an in, in an equity something office. Was working as a yeah. Well, he started doing solo albums. They, they, yeah, it was yeah. an amicable split, <clears throat> but yeah. the thing was, Rod Argent was such a uh, he was like a Rick Wakeman at uh, quality keyboard players. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they kind of tr- sort of Argent went more in the direction of progressive rock because they had the chops for it. Yeah. But even their first album, the one that predates the one with uh, uh, Hold Your Head Up, uh, had the song Liar on it, which uh, Three Dog Night did. Okay. So they, they had more of a commercial bent yeah. than most of the progressive rock bands, but they were competitive because of the keyboards. Sure, very, sure. Very skilled and, you know, great drummer, great, you know, great band. Who was the singer in the group? Uh, well, Russ Ballard, Russ who Ballard, had okay. a later solo career and was mm-hmm. known as a songwriter. Like, he wrote the uh, God Save Rock and Roll. Uh, God, God Gave Rock and Roll. And roll. <laughs> so many ways to say that name um, that are wrong. Um, but yeah, he, he sang and wrote uh, songs that sort of became hits for others, like Kiss did that song, of course. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, right. but uh, Rod Argent would sing as well. So it was kind of two lead singers, and but more skewed towards instrumental play. And this uh, uh, Christmas for the Free was an album track. That was one of the my original Christmas Orphan songs that were a song on an album that was also a Christmas song that I... You know, oh, was together. it from an album? Because when I looked it up, it just it listed it as a single, so I thought it was. A- yeah, well, I guess it was. I think it's on the same one as. I don't think it was originally on. Altogether now is what the album is called. It has. Uh, you can probably look that up. That uh, uh, the album, but it's on one or the other. It's on uh, the sec- next one is called In Deep, and God gave rock and roll. In Deep, to that's his, right. That's the one. That, that's the one it's on. Yeah. Okay. So so. Oh, let me look at my notes. I, I, I believe I believe that's right. I did some, but there's a CD. Notes. There's a CD oh. of uh, the All Together Now album, which is a great album. Uh, it's I think it's their best album overall. It's got a lot of. There's a little bit of progressive rock towards the end, but not so as you'd you'd hate it or anything. Hmm? You, I mean you, <laughs> Dave 
great. I, I like I like some progressive rock. I'm a big fan of Yes. And, I know, uh, man. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And I know you. No, love I don't them. like Emerson, yeah. Lake, and Palmer. Yeah, you don't, love don't, them. So. Please don't throw them. So. By hating them, you love them. Caravan so you don't, and, don't you understand Genesis, Christmas I'm yet? Like you, you hate it. You love it. So, <laughs> uh, but but um, they put out a CD of that, and then as as bonus tracks, they added "God Gave Rock and Roll to You." Uh, Christmas for the Free, and a, a few other sort of key songs from the next albums that they did. Okay. Which was nice of them, because <laughs> it's, it's all you need for, for, uh, for Origin, pretty much. The band, uh, meanwhile, were kicking themselves. Why did we put all the key tracks on yeah. this one album? So, but this song, Rod Argent sings this song. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly confident. Uh, so, and, and it's a, it's a nice, humble offering, a nice mood to it. Uh, uh, you know, real good song. The the songwriting team of Argent and White, who wrote for, uh, zombies? for the Zombies, yeah. continued into Argent. So okay. there's that connection as well. So, you know, something for further research, you might want to yeah, know, yeah. check them out. Um, so, Mary, yes. your thoughts on this song? You have not chimed in yet. I thought it was fine. Fine, okay. Um, I thought it was Christmassy. What do you give it for Christmassy? Five. Five out of five. Five what? Five? S- um, sleigh bells. Five sleigh bells out of five. Yep. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, it well, sure has that thinking way. outward aspect of Christmas, which, you know... Is is the true meaning of Christmas, or one amongst of, many, <laughs> one of the true meanings, along with shopping and getting a lot of gifts and stuff. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 it you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, very nice. No, it's a very very nice song. I enjoyed it. It's a good it's a good mid it's a good mid mix song. and sounds English. Has mm-hmm. that English sound? Every one of the songs that you're liking have the English sound. <laughs> it could be true. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I do like like I like Leonard Skinner. Do they have an English sound? Or are they country? Mm. Like a more of a, a southern rock band. More you like that Lyle Lovett time song. I like last Lyle Lovett a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where I fall on these things. I, you know what I like, David? Good songs. Really. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to our next good song. This is um, this is Dwight Twilly, one of the what do you call him? An also ran of the power pop era. I, I suppose he, you know, came up with... kind of uh, almost made it, but never he, quite broke. Yeah, him and Tom Petty were very closely associated. Yeah. But Tom Petty really made it because he had the rock band, uh, the really good rock band to back him up yeah. and sustain him, whereas uh, Dwight Twilley was more a recording thing. Yeah. And, and Phil Seymour were Dwight Twilley band, just the two of them. Mm. So very much a no-fun thing where the band is not really a band... So he never had that. Like he did solo things after him and Phil Seymour split up, and had uh, some success, mm-hmm. but just um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying he wasn't a success, but I just mean he never, never kind of broke. Like I think you could say his name to most people nowadays, and they would look at you with a arched eyebrow. That is correct. But let's listen to his song. This is from uh, "Have a Very Twilly Christmas," which came out in uh, 2005, and this song is called "Christmas Night."
Okay, everyone. So that was Dwight Twilley with The Christmas Night from his amusingly titled, titled album, Have a Twilly Christmas. Hmm. Um, let's let Mary weigh in first on this one. Mare? Yes. Christmassy? I s- okay, so I am. Uh, I said no. You said no Christmas? Yes. You said no to the song? I said meh. Meh to the song? And I said not Christmas. Huh? And then I said feels like a very long song. Huh. But I would rate this only one partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, any more would be dangerous, really. It's, well, it's true. It's lucky you used that for that rating. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you know. There's only ever one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's not five golden rings. Uh, or should I say five gold rings? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, David, you chose this song. Uh, Mary has accused you. Please defend yourself. That is not what this podcast is about, Father. Well, 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 uh, two things. One, this is a very rock, rock and roll sounding thing. Very, very almost hard rock, Mm -hmm. but but like kind of like a uh, an amped up T Rex kind of sound. Sure, it more than just a. There's almost nothing to the song. But it's a sound, yeah. So it's this specific thing. Uh, Paul liked this song too for the same reason. Very, a very powerful groove, yeah. Gets going. But the other thing was, it's Christmas night. Yeah. There's the emphasis on, uh, you know, the build up to Christmas and Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. But Christmas night is kind of very ill defined at, at best. Yeah. It's more. Uh, you know, people laying around having eaten too much and the gifts are all open yeah. and no more surprises. And what are we going to do tomorrow? Are we going shopping or just going to sit around? Now well, but that, that's something that interesting that you say that because the American experience of Christmas is a lot different than ours in Canada or in England where you get a day off after Christmas. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not um, required. Like Christmas Day is a, is like a national holiday. You get it off. Companies are required to give it off. Boxing Day is a gift to you from the company you work for, and most companies follow that rule and, and give a, a Boxing Day off. But we do get it off. So, But I imagine in the United States, there's a lot of people who work who are expected to go to work the day after Christmas. So you have this yeah. huge buildup, this ginormous you know, Christmas Eve buildup, the Christmas Day with the gifts and all the the presents and the big meal and all the family and, and then next day you're back at work I think, first in a hangover I think and wishing you were home. that's why for a lot of people I feel like often in the States Thanksgiving is bigger than Christmas like that's sort of a uh, perception that I get from people yeah. it's kind of like what do you think's better Thanksgiving or Christmas and I've always been like well obviously Christmas like, yeah. they, it can't compete yeah. but when you think about it that way Thanksgiving in the States is on Thursday Yeah. right they have Thursday off then they have Friday off then they have Saturday Sunday off Yeah. right so yeah. that's a four day weekend Sure. you get like all that time off yeah. and, that's and it's been nice. tied into like homecoming uh, things like people coming home to their schools and stuff like that for yeah. you know this sort of you know, like colleges and stuff like that have their homecoming weeks and things at the same time. So, yeah, it's much more built up there. And also they have their Black Friday sales, which, of course, we've also uh, brought into Canada because money. But um, yeah, And then isn't there um, a football thing on Thanksgiving, too? There's a football thing. On, yes. Of course, it's a terrible football thing because every year it's the Detroit Lions playing someone. Is it really? And they are renownedly not a great team, although I think they've improved slightly. But uh, well, Good for them, I guess. But that's been the, that's been that's been like the kind of... Thanksgiving tradition for as long as I can remember. Yeah, and then there's like the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. There's like the, the Macy's, Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's definitely more... But there's um, no gifts in it, though. Like, 
Christmas is still like a morning of gifts and stuff, but maybe the, you know, and if you've seen Christmas Story, A Christmas Story, which I think is, we could all agree is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. you know, there's like, you know, if the dogs don't get it, there's turkey at, you know, at, uh, for dinner and stuff. I think a lot of people in the States have ham, um, for Christmas. Oh, yeah, is that right? Because turkey is Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And then because... You're still like, you just had it. it yeah, it's like, like a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, we have our Thanksgiving early October, early yeah. to mid-October, so... There's more of a there's more of a gap there, so it, it's okay mm-hmm. to have it again. But I think for a lot of people in the states, they have ham on um, on Christmas, and then I think also for people in the states, like if it's if you're a kid or if you have kids, Christmas is big. Yeah. But I think otherwise, for a lot of people, it's not that big unless you're really into Christmas. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think we bought a movie called Home for the Holidays or something that one time. Mom bought it. Yeah, I just watched that, and it's oh. like it takes place at Thanksgiving. Mum was like, "What? That's not the holidays." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's and uh, planes, trains, and automobiles as well. Is yeah, it seems Christmassy because there's so much snow in it, and yeah. yet it's their Thanksgiving late in <clears throat> November. So I, I concur with everything my esteemed colleagues, the Dedricks, uh, have just said. <laughs> huzzah, huzzah! And uh, ha, ha, but I would also like to add that you know it's one of the things that you know Canada's has you know. Uh, the English influence in a way that America does not, mm-hmm. having fought off the English influence. <laughs> <Yes>. <clears throat> but but um, it, it's why you can see uh, America has gone to hell before <laughs> Canada, and now you can see England is going to hell too, and so is Canada. But they went there first. Yeah. And I think it bo- them not having Boxing Day is, is a, good, <laughs> a good reason why. A good indicator of, yeah, of yeah. where that came from is, sure. you know, they yeah. just sort of, they've been left on their own. It's a, a great experiment in uh, participatory democracy, and it's, you know, really taken on a lot of water and is sinking. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. You know, again, Christmas, you can look at things through it as, like a prism, eh? And then, uh, you know, you see these things more clearly. You know, that's cle- clearly the fact that they never caught into an extra day of Christmas. And they did caught into an extra day of, you know, football and shopping after the Thanksgiving nonsense. So, you know, there, there you go. There's, there's a big a big indicator as to the difference between us and them. They're great. I love the States. You're an American yourself. Uh, I am an American. Sort of. That Not really. That doesn't stop me from celebrating Boxing Day. Because you grew up here, and your parents are Canadian. My dad's American. No, he's well, he's a Canadian citizen also. No, he's not. What? He's American. He's a naturalized American. He changed his citizenship. So he's not a Canadian citizen anymore? Nope. I thought he held, held dual. Nope. It's 100% American. Okay, well, he only did that to be a that's radio he, broadcaster. That's why he, so. uh, yeah, that's right, that's why. Because they didn't want communists in the radio, so he had he went through, um, he did his... Uh, military service. Military service, and then he became an American citizen. Or maybe before that, but that was what kind of gave put him on the fast track. Sweet. But <laughs> Dwight Tully, uh, but the song is not really much like any, the rest of the album. Some mm. of it has a very demo-y sound and a keyboardy sound and sometimes it seems like he's trying to uh do something that will be popular with children maybe or <laughs> just our general public but this, this is pretty much if you like dwight twilly band or you like dwight twilly this is something yeah. that you would go well that's like a dwight twilly christmas song should be 
Yes, it's so. very good. I like. I'm a fan of Dwight Twilley, mostly because I'm I'm a fan of Power Pop, mm-hmm. and he is a prime exemplar of that craft. He is a master. Uh, you know, Phil Seymour was the more the the better singer. Yeah, though. Uh, but where is he? Dead. He died. Got oh. cancer and died. Oh, sorry. But but he but he had that that hit. Now I feel like a jerk. He had a hit yeah, single, go, uh, "Precious to Me." Like he's a, like a really good, good like uh, rock singer, like really good. Whereas yeah. uh, Dwight Twilley is not as strong a vocalist, no, he's but a more bit of a stylist. Yeah, you know. So, um, uh, but in in this case, it, it it hits the spot. We will hear a Dwight Twilley song later in the listening party as he is on a, a, another collection. And a really good song. No kidding. Which I won't say on air. Uh, so, we go from Twight, Dwight Twilley to my next, another song, which was uh, one of my favorite songs in this mix, David. Thank you for putting this song on. I had never heard it before. And I thought it was great. This is the Christmas Jug Band with, from their album, Uncorked, which came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. And the song, well, I think with the greatest title on this mix, mm-hmm. Santa Lost a Ho. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's hear it. Santa used to like to chuckle He's always been a belly full of laughs Sitting in a Santa Claus chair Posing for the photographs But now he don't laugh so much In fact, about one-third less Old Saint Nick got a problem Man, he's in an awful mess Cause he used to go ho, ho, ho Now he's only going ho, ho Uh-oh, where'd the other ho go? I don't know Santa's feeling mighty low He used to do hidey-ho Now he's only doing hidey Uh-oh Where'd the other home go? I don't know Santa lost a home Now Santa's been doing his best To get to the Christmas mood Keeping his little elves happy He's the number one Christmas dude But there ain't no joy Cause just one toy is missing from Santa's shack he never had a dog go AWOL Once he got her in the sack Cause he used to go ho, ho, ho Now he's only going ho, ho Uh-oh, where'd the other ho go? I don't know But Santa's feeling mighty low He used to do hidey ho Now he's only doing hidey Uh-oh, where'd the other ho go? I don't know Santa lost a ho Only got two hoes No one would believe Oh, Santa, if you need some cheering Stop by on your way Jug band going to party All the way to Christmas Day Just open up your bag of joy Soon you're gonna feel alright You're gonna leave here laughing Even if you're one whole life Cause you used to go ho, ho, ho Now he's only going ho Hidey ho, now he's only doing hidey. Uh oh, where the other 
but I do know the good things in life. They come and go. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. That was the Christmas Jug Band with Santa Lost a Ho. And uh, Mary, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you uh, weigh in first. Okay. I, I'd love to hear your opinion. On I it. thought that this song was pretty silly, pretty <laughs> yes. fun, yes. and I enjoyed it. Sure. And I would say that it gets um, four gingerbread men. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, five. That's pretty yeah. good. That's, that's more. That's as many stars as he has uh, arms and legs for, yep. you, for you to bite off piece yep. by piece. Yeah, he's just missing his head, I guess. No, that's not a, that's not a, uh, a extremity. That's not an extremity, it though, is, is it? It is kind of an extremity. Is a head an extremity? Well, I think on a gingerbread it man it is. I never thought of that before, but I guess a head is an extremity. It's a pretty essential extremity. I guess you're right. But, you know. I stand I stand corrected. Good. I don't, it should have its own category, because if you get that extremity chopped off... <laughs> Yeah, you can lose the other ones. But it's not the extreme that. extremity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's an essential extremity. <laughs> extremity number one. So so this is uh this is our third uh repeat from our last mix, the Christmas Jug Band. We last time we had um the song Don't They Know It's Christmas. Oh, wait, is that what it's called? Don't they know it's Christmas? Don't, don't they know it's Christmas? Yeah, don't they know it's Christmas. And this time we have Santa Lost a Ho. I to me, this song was was uh, better. I like them both, but this song was the uh, yeah. I th- thought this one was good. This one was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of good time music going on here, and uh, I feel like this song had a Dan Hicks influence. I know he didn't sing it, but I felt like he was had a hand in the songwriting. Yeah, well, yeah, he's in there. It's again, yeah. it's very, it's vague. Uh, actually, I've got this one on a CD, so I I could have checked the, the credits, <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> but but Christmas Jug Band's more of a communal thing. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, there was an LP, Christmas LP they did. That's the first thing of theirs I ever got. And that was more Dan Hicks. I see. Uh, uh, like, really, Dan Hicks. And Dan Hicks did put out a few years ago uh, uh, a Christmas album uh, that is just absolutely great and has uh, maybe the best liner notes on a Christmas album ever written. Hmm. That he he did them. Yeah. So. Okay. And yeah, he is no longer with us. So he gets name checked in in uh, my song 2016 because hmm. uh, he's one of the you know da- not just David Bowie uh, and Prince, but Dan Mark, Hicks. Yeah, Dan Hicks, uh, Buffin. You know, Buffin. to to this day, the true glam rock fans mourn Buffin <laughs> above David Bowie. In the same year, because you know that really cuts to your heart mm. if you're a glam rock nut. Sure, Buffin. He uh, uh, he produced the Smiths. Did you know that? Uh, he did for a, a peel, lot. peel he, session. Yeah. yeah, he kind of branched out into production and had his fingers in a lot of uh, interesting pies. <laughs> and he had that cool Mister Freedom jacket too. Satin. <laughs> um, anyways, um, um, yeah, Dan Hicks is. Uh, I was lucky enough to see Dan Hicks uh, perform live before he passed away. Yeah, well, he's always always great, great for many years. Stayed great, stayed cool. Yes, yeah. you know, he always the coolest guy in the room. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. a story about uh, some some writer was doing a story about him and went up to him while he was dancing with a woman at a at a place. Yeah, and asked him a question. He said, "Hey, man, I'm dancing." <laughs> <laughs> And and you know how I feel about garlic. I'm opposed to it. But he has he has a song, uh, 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 not a Christmas song, but 
from mentions garlic. From uh, it happened he, one he bite. Called I don't I don't want love. It's called and one of the things. Uh, if you can't have garlic mashed potatoes, I don't want love. <laughs> so you know that's that, that that's my kind of guy. Yeah. Not the garlic part, but the, you know, <laughs> mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. If I can't have that, then you know, keep your, <laughs> your love. love whatever that is. <laughs> yes, he's really great. If people don't know who Dan Hicks is, I highly advise that you check him out. He was part of the seminal '60s band, uh, San Francisco '60s band, the Charlatans. The kind of first rock band of of that of that uh, scene, mm. kind of the scene creators, wonderful group, and then uh, more more kind of scenesters than they were like musicians, I guess, but still really really influential. And then he went on to form a a kind of like um, Django Reinhardt inspired inspired or maybe nineteen forties slash Django Reinhardt inspired group called Dan Hicks and his Hot Licks, which were did some great albums for Yeah, well they a while. they went in a different direction than the other San Francisco bands. That's for the, sure. With the, <laughs> yeah, the the you know, guitar, hard rock, you know, it's a that kind of thing. They were definitely a reaction to that. And they also dressed good. Yeah. Looked good. I think they smelled good. And uh, uh, they they played great. He got he always played with great musicians sure uh, yeah there's that one it's some kind of anniversary concert there's a cd that comes with a dvd of the concert and it has all these people playing with them and mm. you know uh, uh you know uh he's he's uh a, one of them one of a kind guys who uh, uh we are all uh we would all be poorer had he never existed we're poorer that he's no longer around but uh, he uh, did some great stuff that is for sure all right sort of like jesus <laughs> the reason for the season. Yeah, exactly. The he, reason Dan for the Hicks, season. another reason for the season. Exactly. There's when, more than one. When the centurion came with Jesus and said, Time to get on the crucifix, he said, Hey man, I'm dancing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that story. <laughs> I do too. It's great. That's in my memory hole. No, I mean I like your Oh my version <laughs> total perversion of my story. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's Move on to uh, someone we've heard before in the listening party. This is Amy Mann, who sang with, uh, what's his name, Jim Price or whatever, Aesthetic on the Radio? Oh. Jim White. Jim White, Aesthetic on the Radio. That's what his name is, Jim White. Yeah, so uh, this is Amy Mann with her, were they then married, Michael Penn and she? Were they a, an item at one time? Yes. And their song, Christmas Time, from uh, One More Drifter in the Snow, which came out in 2006. So let's give this song a listen, everyone.
This is not the version from her Christmas album. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the song is on there, but it's a re-recording that does not have Michael Penn on it, because I think he was no longer her husband. Mm. <clears throat> um, uh, still a good song. The The album itself is kind of, you know, hit and miss, but there's one uh, real good song, uh, I think, call, uh, Calling to Mary... I think it's called an original song. It's very good. Hmm. Um, anyways, I think this, Mary, I think Mary would like that song. Yeah, because it's because Mary yeah. in it. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, with uh, more okay. dimensions than that, Father. <laughs> the version that we just heard is taken directly from the end credits. It, it, that's why it begins sort of strangely. Okay. Abrupt fade in. It 
it's taken directly from the credits of the Paul Thomas Anderson debut film, Hard Eight. Oh, okay. It is what you hear at the end, over the end credits. And that recording, you, it's on a few various artists' uh, things for from Geffen Records, I guess. Uh, but it's a remix with added instrumental backup. This mm. is this is, but it's this is the same yeah. same same song. I think same recording too. Just it's mixed differently, and it doesn't have the additional stuff. And I prefer this. Like okay. they add some sort of George Harrison esque. Uh, guitar fills and stuff and Mm. they're nice it's good yeah but i prefer this stripped down version because the song is so good Mm. and uh they they uh do a real good performance of it uh michael penn's kind of underrated i don't know if he's still doing much but he did a couple albums there that uh like 20 years ago that are i I have i have march which i really thought was a really good album yeah, that, and uh, I think I saw him live actually. I think he was performing with Matthew Sweet. He opened for it was like a co-appearance with someone. Did were you at that too? Uh, Is that so familiar? Like the yeah. uh, Club 86 no, I never or whatever. Saw him. I, I've got okay. a signed copy of his fourth album on CD that uh, 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 Carrie Dubitz uh, brought for me back from L.A. She went to L.A. and saw him at McCabe's or something. Okay, and he was he had some copies of his recent fourth album and he autographed it uh so i i have that uh but i never saw him myself but he's, he's very good he, he had a real talent for the sort of beatlish yeah uh sound without because his voice is quite a bit different from any of the beatles uh he could really take that a long way <laughs> um and he worked with that uh that guy that everybody works with that um that john bryan john bryan yeah, yeah. i yeah. think that's where i first heard of him was mm-hmm. working with that so you the know master of the weird keyboard yeah yeah john you know bryan. Uh, yeah so so anyways i i like the song a lot uh again uh hard eight uh there's there's almost no christmas component to it at all except maybe at the very end but uh i i recommend that certainly as an alt christmas movie mm. Um, but yeah, I like the song a lot. Mary? I you... also like this song a oh, lot. Oh, good. And, and your rating? Five out of five. Whoa. Snowman. Five out of five snowman. Nice. Gingerbread Man to Snowman. I like it. Mm, I like, the, I like that you follow a theme as well. Thank you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, if you like the sound of that, keep that CD because you, you won't find it on any other CD. Huh. Uh, huh. That, that exact version. Okay. Oh, well, maybe I'll, uh. Maybe we'll have to make it available in some way for people who are listening to the show if they're interested. So, um, yeah, that's... What did you think, Dave? Oh, I loved it. I, I'm a big fan of Amy, Amy Mann, though, so I'm... It's yeah, an I easy... like Static on the Radio a lot, too. Yes, it's a very good, a good song. song. Yeah, she's very good. And uh, I remember... This is a long time ago, obviously. I remember uh, talking to Henry Rollins of Black Flag mm-hmm. uh, after a concert, and we were talking, and, and someone... There was a few of us talking to him, and someone said, So, Henry, in that kind of sucky way, people talk to someone they admire, what are you listening to lately? And he said, I'm really enjoying, what's the band called? Till Tuesday? After, what, Till Tuesday. Yeah, Till Tuesday. Yeah, Voices Carry. And, uh, what's that? Voices Carry, that's Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and, and uh, he said, yeah, that Amy Mann is just a fantastic singer. And so, yeah, I always remember that. So when her name was in my head. So I did get the Till Tuesday album on his recommendation. And, uh, yeah, I've followed her career since then, because, you know... When, Henry Rollins tells you to do something, you better f and do it. <laughs> He's gonna come after you in his in his boxer shorts. 
He don't scare me. He didn't take a swing at you from stage, did he? Yeah, he's all muscles. <laughs> <laughs> muscles yeah, those, and tattoos. Those are the things to be scared of. It was those yeah. tattoos that made it really scary. <laughs> that was for a time when people didn't have a lot of tattoos, and he had a lot of tattoos. It felt like huh. well, not that many, but you know, he compared to someone two. like compared to someone like Maddie Madison, oh, nothing. But in those days, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I understand this tattoo thing. I just can't. <laughs> well, we're I mean, old. We're not part, supposed to understand it. <laughs> well, partly I'm coming from the you know I still think you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have uh, <laughs> okay. tattoos, which I don't think is right. Yeah, but, it's just because you listen uh, to Lenny Bruce records. Yeah, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> But, but yeah, this thing, especially, you know, people my age walking around with these saggy, faded tattoos, it's not, not a, you know, yeah. I mean, they were well, we can't get colorful. tattoos now. Our skin is like parchment. It'll yeah. just come apart as the needle goes into it. Just, just peel out. I, I never thought about that. I always sort of thought, if I ever get really, like, you know, not myself anymore, I might go get some tattoos, because it's so, they're, they're, the tattoo parlors are everywhere, but... yeah. I, I kind of like the thought that I can't. <laughs> Fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> My skin's nice. It turns you into serra- serrated. Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Look, everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> My skin bounces right back, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Get down. <laughs> you guys aren't drinking enough water. Drink more water. Get in my arm. You only drink so much water, Mary. And it stops working. All right. Let us hear another song. This is uh, from another uh, artist. I would say is outside of the outside of the mainstream. Oh, okay. Exists in a kind of that own... doesn't sound like something we would listen to. No, I know. In this show. I, I hope somebody <laughs> trimming their tree on Christmas Eve listens to one or both of these podcasts as you know while they're doing it. I'd really like that. The, well, if you the, listen to both of them while you're trimming the tree, let me know because you must have the amazing tree. If it takes you five hours to put a tree up. Yeah, you know, so you want to do it right. I guess. Okay, so this is this is John Prine from David. Is it from a John Prine Christmas? It is. Okay. Is it uh, John Prine Christmas that came out in 1994? That's the one. Is this song called Silent Night All Day Long? Yeah, what a title. <laughs> right, well, let's, let's give a listen, everyone. Here we go. Top angel sitting perfectly still. She's watching the shoppers walk through the snow with her arms full of treasure and her heart's all aglow. We held hands and stared at the lights on the tree. As if Christmas was invented just for you and for me When the angel on the treetop requested a song We sang silent night all day long There's a family that's gathering in some living room 
Dinner on the table that's been cooking since noon. The stockings on the mantel are hanging with care. While everybody is saying prayer, we held hands and stared at the lights on the tree. As if Christmas was invented just for you and for me, and when the angel on the treetop requested a song, we sang serenade all day long. Memories of childhood still lingering there. How pretty the paper, the lights and the snow. How precious those memories of long, long ago. We held hands and stared at the lights on the tree. As if Christmas was invented just for you and for me, and when the angel on the treetop requested a song, we sang Serenade all day long. When the angel on the treetop requested a song. Sang silent night all day long. Okay, and we're back. And uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to Mary, as, as per usual, because I want to hear, I love Mary's opinions on these yeah. songs. Yes, you yeah. I, I thought it was a nice song. Okay. And uh, I thought it was, uh, that it was pretty Christmassy. Hmm? Say four. Okay. Out of five. Yeah. Uh, snowballs. Nice. <laughs> I was when I was listening to the song. I realized while I was listening to it that you are you are an either or person. You are either a John Prine guy, mm-hmm. or you're a Michael Hurley guy. Hmm. Or you're not both because John Prine is like the slightly more successful commercial version of Michael Hurley. To oh, me. interesting. They have very similar singing styles. I think. Hmm. David, will you weigh on the on this controversial topic I brought up? Uh, yeah. Well, holy modal, modal rounders are more English than. <laughs> <laughs> they are deeply American. They are a folk band that yeah. their roots went well, deep into British or folk music British, that came from England. You said it. Exactly. Exactly. They go back far enough that they become English. So, you know, if you're just sort of hanging around Nashville doing what everybody else is doing, you're much less likely to hit that rich vein of Englishness. Uh, you, you might be right. That might be what the appeal of Michael Hurley to me over at John Prine is that you don't get that sense of Americana from, from Michael Hurley that you get from a John Prine. Yeah. I thought the song was, song was fine. It's just, I, when I was listening to it, I was thinking to myself, oh, he sure seems a lot like Michael Hurley, but I prefer Michael Hurley to this, to this music. It's interesting. But you might, you might be right. It might be the, the British, the English sound again. It's got me. It's got me yeah. in, its, in its claws. 
No, it's good. It's, yeah, it's got, got the wordplay and the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it also hits on something, you know, Christmas obsession, you know. Sure. I miss the wordplay because I, I miss the lyrics, I guess. Well, see, Silent Night yeah. all day long. <laughs> like I, okay, that one's kind of obvious. I thought there was more to it than that. But no, yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. It seems like it has a little bit of wordplay and a lot more song. All day long. That's good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Mary liked it, or did you say it was okay? No, I liked it. You liked it. I thought it was pretty oh, okay, good. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I don't really have much more to say about it, but other than Michael Hilly's better. But that's just a that's a minority opinion. Everyone, I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, so let's move on to your next song, which is a, a novelty song. This is a Christmas novelty song, which I'm okay on. I'm okay with Christmas novelty songs to a degree. But I mean, this, aren't all but this one, songs novelty songs? You know what? You could be right, Mary, but I think that some some go a little bit farther than others. Yes. Like, cause you can you can have like an, an, an you can have like a sincere song that's centered around Christmas, but then you could but then there's also songs that are like clearly like attempts to cash in on Christmas, and then you have like novelty songs which are like even further attempts to cash in on Christmas as a novelty song, which is like really stretching it. I think. But this is Sam Ulano with Santa and the Doodly Bob. Or sorry, Doodly Boop. Santa and the Doodly Boop. Unless I wrote it down wrong. Uh, which was a single. This song came out in 1955. The I think. year I came out. Is that right? Well, that's why I like it. It was playing on all, all the... It was, uh, came out in MGM. I was looking at the single online, so that's how I know that. Okay, so this is uh, Sam Ulano. Let's give a listen, everyone. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Tommy. One day he wrote a letter to Santa Claus up in the North Pole and said, Dear Santa, I've been a good little boy all year, so I'm writing you now to say, All I want for Christmas is a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop. What I want for Christmas is a doodly-boop, dum-ti-da-dum, doodly-boop. When Santa read the letter, he was very much surprised because he hadn't had anyone asking for a doodly-boop in a long time. It was the day before Christmas, so into the toy factory Santa went looking for a doodly-boop. He looked high and he looked low, but there wasn't a single doodly-boop in sight. Santa went through the toy factory singing, Has anybody seen a doodly-boop? A doodly-boop, a doodly-boop. Has anybody seen a doodly-boop? dum di da dum doodly-boop. But none of his helpers knew where there might be a doodly-boop in sight. So Santa went home slowly and sadly singing, Oh, where, oh, where is a doodly-boop? A doodly-boop, a doodly-boop. Oh, where, oh, where is a doodly-boop? dum diddly dum doodly-boop. When Santa came home, Mrs. Santa Claus opened the door and said to him, Santa, you look so tired and unhappy. What is wrong? Santa said, Little Tommy has for a doodly boop, a doodly boop, a doodly boop. Little Tommy has for a doodly boop, dum dum doodly boop. But there is none in sight anywhere, and it's almost time for me to deliver my Christmas toys. Mrs. Santa Claus said, Why don't you look into the closet? With a start, Santa jumped up, ran over to the closet, opened the door. And out fell hundreds of doodly boops. Picking one up and putting it quickly in his bag, Santa went off his way to deliver his Christmas present, singing, Little Tommy's gonna get a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop. Little Tommy's gonna get a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop, a doodly-boop. And we're back. So here's where rap music was invented. <laughs> well, maybe you like this song a lot because you were a drummer. 
And this and Samulano was a drummer. Drum, well, he yeah, drum teacher. He drum has te- the, he has. There's a series of drum instruction books by him. So okay. he is a you know a master drummer, a a, a drum theorist, if you will. <laughs> but uh, he found the time to to come up with a. I defy anyone to find another Christmas song like this one. Uh, he didn't write it though. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Certainly, like a guy named Ellen Abel. Yeah, well, I don't that's think, him, I yeah, name. yeah, so there may be a version of the song out there somewhere with instrumental backing, but in fact, what Sam did was just go, I'm going to turn it into a drum showcase so I can sell more instruction books <laughs> and also cash in on the whole Christmas thing, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, kind of an amazing performance, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's... You know, I don't think he overdubbed the vocal. I think he did it all at the same time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. And he's doing sound effects, sure, yeah. and he's doing the, you know, he's doing a, a little tune on the, you know, doom, 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 yeah, kind of th- yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a a, a one of a kind mm-hmm. thing for sure. And uh, uh, that definitely def- that definitely defines novelty. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you may not, uh, I mean, you can listen to it once and get it. Yeah. But you might play it for somebody and go, oh, listen to the drumming on this. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, that that's old school drumming, not just timekeeping. That's uh, expressive drumming. Yeah. Like yeah. your favorite Carl Palmer, very orchestral, <laughs> expressive <laughs> drum sound. Uh, mm. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, At least you didn't say Neil Pert. No. Well, I'm not a Neil. You know, you know how I feel about Rush. I put it right in the uh, in the song "40 Years." Um, I put it right in there. Um, into uh, there, into Rush, I did not dwell uh, delve. Uh, there's no rush upon my shell. Uh, they'll be back by 2112. That's because they had announced they were breaking up. So I just put it in there because I'm an idiot. So. Um, Anyways, yeah. So, and it's got a real, uh, uh, I would think, maybe it was recorded in LA. I would think it was recorded in New York. It has a real New York, yeah, it's a New York quality sure. to it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it and, and, you know, it, younger people may not get the same uh, feeling out of it as I do, but, but it definitely is something I, I would have heard and liked when I was a little kid, uh, though I didn't. I didn't hear it till you know I got a novelty CD that uh, of of that had some rare uh, you know Christmas uh, novelty things and this was on it so sure okay Mary I liked it you liked it yeah I'm glad what did you give it for uh, Christmas uh, when a Christmassy I said it was Christmassy okay it was good. I that's liked good. it. It was five out of five ornaments. Wow, that's yeah. that's a that's a lot of Christmas there. But it is all about was, Santa Claus. You're it right. is. Santa Claus is trying to find a doodly boop. Yeah, a doodly boop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's catching. Sam, no, it's good. Sam, Enjoyed print it. up more drum instruction manuals. <laughs> I think we got a a, a hit here. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's good. Okay, so let's. Uh, Oh, good. We have some Canadian content in the show oh, as well. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, we need to have that in the show. Otherwise, we get, uh, we'll get taken off the air by the CRTC. And so this is uh, Canadian, spelled C-A-N-A-D-I-E-N-N-E. Mm-hmm. Canadian, Natalie McMaster. And American, mm-hmm. M-E-A-M-E-R-I-C-E-N-N-E. 
Amer- no. American? What are you saying? No? What do you mean no? Okay, well, okay. No, sorry, continue. Amer- <laughs> American. Alison Krauss. Mm-hmm. And their Christmas song, uh, Get Me Through December. Okay. From their, uh, some, the album's called In My Hands. Is it from In My Hands, David? I, I got it on a Warner uh, compilation. Okay. CD, but I know it's from an album. So In My Hands from 1999. So this is Natalie McMaster and Alison Krauss. Two really good singers, so let's give it a listen, everyone. Through December, so I 
So hopefully that song in this show will help you get through December. They're, they're both really good singers, and also, well, although I, I would say that Alison Krauss is a, a transcendent <laughs> singer in, okay. in, in the style yeah. uh, that she works in. But they're also both uh, tra- excellent, excellent uh, uh, fiddle players, violinists. So it's oh, uh, I didn't know that Alison Krauss also played the violin. Oh, oh yeah, well, she okay. was like a champion as a kid. Okay, you know, so she, I mean, she fits in with her little bluegrass band of, of mm-hmm, expert musicians because. Sure. She's yeah. expert on on the fiddle, but Natalie McMaster's playing the the fiddle. A couple of years ago, the McMaster Leahy family did a Celtic Christmas album that's quite good. Mm. If, uh, anyone who likes this song is going to like that album. It's it's very good, very well done and stuff. But uh, this, yeah, it's got Alison Krauss. She she's done a, a bunch of different. Uh, Christmas songs over the years, never a Christmas album. She did one with, the, she did that album with Robert Plant, and then they got back together to do a Christmas song that's on the kind of lame ass uh, <laughs> Christmas movie, Love the Coopers. It's all right. Yeah. It's got a good dog in it. It's not great. But, but uh, yeah, it's has, not It has not Luke great. Wilson in it, but that's about but, it. But the song is good, though. Uh, uh, the Light Ed's of really Christmas. really expressing Day. his love of the Wilson brothers. I do like the Wilson like brothers, that? you're right. <laughs> well, they're they're the most English Texas guys, <laughs> I think, in, in Hollywood. That's enough for that. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So, anyways, this this uh, this particular song, uh, uh, you know, I, I like. Uh, 
I like the sentiment. the The performance is, you know, impeccable mm-hmm. and uh, it has a great sound to it. And you know, it's a it uh, is a pleasurable way to bring up that horrible aspect of Christmas where you know you're just trying to get through it. That's me. Yeah. That's well, me. see, it ain't me. I I don't have any responsibilities to to anyone other <laughs> you know like. Yeah. So, so you know, again, I, 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 this could be another Christmas where there's nobody around. Doesn't matter because there'll be people around before and after, if not on the actual day. Yeah. And you know, uh, the, the, I mean, Christmas season started for me a while ago, and then keeps going. So you know. Yeah, you can you can tell how little Christmas is thought of in the United States by the fact that. The coloring deadline for Sparks is just after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. We don't care. You're not doing anything then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's too bad that Alison Cross and Robert Plant made such a horrible hash of Polly on that album. So terrible. Uh, well. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to do it, so they did it. But, yeah, th- those aren't the best songs on the album. Ugh. Yeah, I think they should have done more, you know, like the, the that uh, song by Chris Isaac's bass player that they did. Uh is terrific. Mm. Should should have done more, you know, modernish and different stuff instead of going for something, you know, that you'd figure is right in their wheelhouse. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the, well, we can talk about Polly another time. It's just I feel like that song it has been played on the show. It's it was on a, a past um, a mixtape, but you know that song is so specific to its creator. It's hard to like. Interpret in a way that's different than how Gene Clark did it in a way I think that would make the song better than it is. You know, like they try. But, yeah, but, but uh, it's not. At the same time, people are going to have access to Gene Clark or. <laughs> yeah. Who would never would have thought of Gene Clark before because it's on that album. I guess. And that is probably why they did it. They're like, well, no way are we as good as that. But, <laughs> you know. But maybe they're thinking that. But at the same time, people are going to hear their version and go, like, meh. You say, oh, have you heard Polly by Gene Clark? They'll be like, nah, it's not good. What yeah. do you mean? Well, you know, no accounting for taste. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. Speaking yeah. of no so accounting we, for taste. We did like that song? Yeah, it's very good. Mary, Mary, Mary gave it five Mary. out of five. Oh, no, Mary. Oh, Mary, you didn't get to say your new song? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I That's thought you okay. did. No, I'm sorry. Fine. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the last one. I'm thinking of the last one. I am very sorry, dear. I thought this one was pretty. Okay. It's a very pretty song. Yes, it is very pretty. Um, but it, was, it was okay. Yeah. Um... And I thought it was Christmassy. All right. What'd you give it? Five out of five sleighs. Five out of five sleighs. Yep. <laughs> All right. It, it's you know it's easy for songs to sound Christmassy with sleigh bells. Not so easy if there's no sleigh bells. It's true. You know. Well, that's because sleigh bells are a Christmassy sound. You know. Yeah. They are. It's yeah. like well, it's easy unless for it's a uh, folk Beach Boy music song. Then it's to always sound, sound like folk music when they have a banjo. It's like well, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The banjo is. Not used in disco. Actually, no, I'm wrong. There's this disco song with a banjo in it, so I have it on a mix. Anyway, uh, this is The Eels. This is a song David mentioned already. Christmas is going to the dogs. And David, did you get this from the Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas original motion picture soundtrack album from 2000? It was recorded for that, yes. And there's actually another really good song in there that's uh, I don't know much about. The artist Little Isidore and the somethings, but uh, Christmas of Love, it's called. I, I, I also like quite a bit. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, but there's also, you know, 
Where Are You Christmas, that sort of horrible treacly thing, is from that soundtrack. Uh, so the soundtrack's a lot like the movie. There's good stuff in there, like, uh, you know, Jim Carrey is phenomenal, but then there's this, you know, other stuff that's hard to take. Um, <laughs> but, the, yeah, this particular song is, uh, and it's from the dog's point of view, and it, it really nails the dog's uh, Christmas point of view, I think. Yeah. It does. So let's give it a listen. This is called Christmas is Going to the Dogs. Here we go. Get off your sled and go to bed. Don't you ever tire. Throw a bone, I'm finally home. Curled up by the fire. Snow is falling from the sky like ashes from an urn Sweet dreams, my little one, now it's my turn Well, Christmas is going to the dogs We'd rather have two toys than your logs When things aren't looking very good, it's true just lay here and chew Now when I sleep I like to dream Of rabbits in the snow Jumping right into my jaws From their rabbit hole Take one home and set them down Right next to your shoes Wake up to a big surprise, my gift to you. And Christmas is going to the dogs. We'd rather have two toys than you lots. And things aren't looking very good, it's true. So I'll just lay here and chew. I don't want to be the first person to point this out, but I'm sure I'm not the last. That I'm not sure I'm not the only one. But uh, the song borrows heavily, heavily from Ico Ico in its uh, melody. Do 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 do
know, you're now talking was, about about rock music. That that he he could only write sad songs. So when he was told to write a Christmas song, he's like, okay, I'll have to use Ico Ico and something else. <laughs> I'll cobble them together. No, it's I did enjoy the song though because I like dogs. Mary, I thought it was good too. I also like dogs. You also like dogs. I do. And where'd you give it for Christmas? I said it, it was pretty Christmassy. Okay. So I'd give it four out of five of those little um, those little reindeer hats that the dog wears in the original Grinch movie. Okay, nice. That's made out of one piece of cloth that's cut out of out of a yeah, blanket. Yeah, and like a and like a <laughs> stick that's too big, and then it knocks him over. <laughs> but it does it does raise the the whole issue of what is the dog thinking? Yeah, you know, and at Christmas is you know. What is the dog thinking at Christmas? Well, I think we know from The Grinch Who Still Christmas, and I, can only, I have never seen the Ron Howard movie, although it apparently is a masterpiece. I only can go by the original version uh, as, as done by the, the great um, animator Chuck Jones. Mm-hmm. But in that version, the dog is very keen about Christmas. He is all over Christmas. It's his master who is a big, wet blanket. Yeah, so how does that happen? How does a dog get more keen yeah. about Christmas then? Because dogs are, have a pure heart. Dogs are pure-hearted creatures. Dogs are excited creatures. about everything. Dogs are excited about everything because they're pure-hearted creatures who just who just love us and love everything about us. But the dog isn't excited about going and stealing all the gifts. No, no, because he's pure-hearted. That's not a pure-hearted thing to do. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's a way to be enthusiastic about the procedure. <laughs> I guess like, so. Wow, we're going to steal all the gifts yeah. and everything. And me and my master, we're going to do this. This yeah, is yeah. going to be great. Now, that would imply that dogs have obsessive compulsive disorder, which he doesn't. He's just a pure-hearted creature of joy. You know yeah, how a dog I... greets you when you come home? They're so excited about getting more food. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, whenever I get home, my dog is very excited, and yeah. she does not care about food at all. Is that right? Yeah. She doesn't get fed until like 8 or 9 p.m. Oh. Sometimes we'll give her her food at like 6 p.m., and she won't eat it until like 11. Oh, really? Yeah. She's one of those dogs you could just have like a full bowl of food sitting there all the time, and she'd be like, "Okay, wow. I can self-regulate." That's interesting. I guess some breeds are like that, whereas our breeds are they're voracious monsters who, she, who eat as much as they could until yeah, they die. Yeah, she's <laughs> that's true. Just like the that dog in the Good Place. Remember that dog in the Good Place in the first season? Don't. Eleanor is supposed to be looking after her friend's dog, and then she gets the opportunity to go and see Rihanna in concert. Oh, okay. So she just leaves, like, an open bag of food, and it's uh. like, this is for emergencies. And then the dog's so fat, he has to be dragged around a little wagon. <laughs> it's very good. You yeah. should watch The Good Place if you haven't seen it yet. It's a good show. It's true. On Netflix, everyone. Mm. It's viewable there. Ask viewable, your, bearable. If you're not already hooked up, ask your parents. <laughs> for their account number. So um, yeah. Let me just say that while I do use my dad's Netflix account, I have my own Disney Plus account, and he uses that. So, just saying. Fist bump, Mary. Woo. Boom. Well, I, I Quick kinda, pro. I kind of have all the Disney stuff I want on shelves. <laughs> do you have Dr. Oakley Yukon Vet? No. Probably not. No. There you I, go. I, I don't I don't want this newfangled stuff. I just want <laughs> I just want Pinocchio. He's on there. That's well, yeah. Oh, and sound, Song of the South, of course. You guys are probably watching it all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> my time. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, they showed it on TV, so I've seen it on TV. I guess I've seen bits of it. I seem to remember seeing bits of it on uh, Wonderful World of Disney, but not the whole thing. Well, you know, I, I, you know. It's just real good. So, and it's sound, Song of the South. So, you know, uh, it's times have changed. I'm sure they'll yes. change back again. You always have to remember that you're judged in retrospect, whatever you do. 
Yeah, but but uh, you know, I I think people are maybe afraid to even see Song of the South hmm. now. I'm, yeah, I, I, I think they just don't want to. I just yeah, don't want to it. see it. Maybe know, that's right? it. Uh, whereas, in fact, if they saw it, they would actually uh, see it for what it was. And, uh, um, you know, if people are going to object to something that, that old, objecting to uh, uh, Gone with the Wind makes more sense than objecting I to, do object to Gone with the Wind. Song of the Sun. Well, I don't. So. <laughs> I do so, object to Gone you know, Mostly because the people are terrible. There's yeah. terrible garbage in that movie. Yeah, well, you have to. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it's so hugely popular. I guess Um, it's it's weird. It's weird. It is hugely popular, though. In fact, there should be a Christmas version on TCM. I don't know if it was last night. Last night they played it on TCM, the movie. Then it was followed by another like two-hour-long thing called "The Making of a Gone with the Wind." Okay, they should have Christmas at Terra. Should be Scarlett's just walking (laughs) around fuming. Where the hell is Red? Wearing her curtains? Where is he? Yeah. I made a new dress out of a new curtain. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Okay. So we've played one novelty song. Let's let's not let's really you kind of fill the last part of this thing with novelty songs. Says you. (laughs) So this is uh this is Mel Blanc. Best known as the voice uh, for Warner Brothers cartoons, such as Bugs Bunny. And uh, Sylvester and Tweety Bird, etc. And this is a song called "I Tant Wait Till Quithmas Day," which, once again, I think you got from the same record as the Sam Milano song. Then, but it was a single in 1953. So let's give a listen, everyone. I'm gonna do my shopping. I don't care what I pay. I gonna get some presents to give on Christmas Day. I got a great big pity bank, it's full up to the top. I know there's lots of pennies, I got them from my pop. Oh, dingo bells, Christmas tree, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day, I'm glad it's very near. Oh, dingo bells, Christmas tree, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day, the best day of the year. I gonna buy my sister a dolly in a bed. I gonna buy my brother a pony and a thread. I gonna buy my mommy a house and new fur coat. I gonna buy my daddy some money cause he's broke. Oh, dindo bells, Christmas tree, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas day, the best day of the year. I can't forget my sweetie or Tommy down the street. I just remembered Aunt Nell and Uncle Pete I'll get them all some presents And far as I can see I gonna make them happy As happy as can be She say, I'll be as good as good can be at least till Christmas Day. Cause Sandy Claus has presents for little girls and boys. And if I just behave myself, he'll leave me lots of toys. Now I'll hang up my stocking upon the chimney and get up white and early to see the Christmas tree. We'll all be very happy. We'll all be very gay. Cause there's no other day compares with good old Christmas Day. 
be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day. I'm glad it's very near. Then don't bear the Christmas trees. Soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day, the best day of the year. And we're back. So back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. Uh, I, I worked in a, a record store in Surrey, and uh, a lot of people would come in looking for specific uh, records. In fact, one service the, the store used to provide was uh, highly illegal, but uh, we would record onto a cassette songs people wanted for $2. Okay. Plus the cost of the cassette, if they brought in their own cassette, just $2. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, this this and the Porky Pig Christmas song were the two Christmas songs that were most often uh, asked for. Really? Yeah. Also, uh, Six White Boomers, uh, not easily available on records, so yeah. people would come in asking for that. But, uh, yeah, the these were not easy to come by uh, 20, 25 years ago, uh, so... There's probably people out there uh, hearing this who are going to go, "Oh, great! I have I wanted to hear that for a long time, and there it is." So <laughs> I don't know if it's available on your streaming services, but uh, it has been put on this mo- mostly as a. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's really good if you like Mel Blanc. It's kind of you know, you know, kind of great. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's Tweety Bird. Can't wait for Christmas Day. Mary. Yes. Your chance to weigh in on this song, sweetie? I really like Looney Tunes. Yep. Looney Tunes are fantastic. Sure. No blank. You know, great. Yeah. A hero. Yes. Um, I think without that attachment, I would have found this song incredibly annoying. <laughs> As it was, I just found it a little bit annoying. Um, but I did think it was pretty Christmassy. Okay. How many? What did I get? Five. What did I say? I actually said five. Okay. Out of five. Well, five wreaths. Five wreaths out of five. Yes. That's hard to say. Five wreaths out of five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to echo Mary's sentiments. I'm going to say I love Mel Blanc. Well, you know what? I did love Mel Blanc. I love him in Warner Brother cartoons. He's also great in the Jack Benny show. Oh, yes. All-time uh, classic. He had his own radio show, which I did not enjoy. I've heard that, and I thought it was so-so. And I got to say, I find this song is just not up my alley. It's just too... It's just too bop, 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 bop. It just feels it's like... It's not musically interesting. Yeah. It's pretty saccharine. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. And I have to judge songs musically. I can't judge them by uh, sentiment or nostalgia. I'm a robot. Well, back... I am the Dave 6000. Back in about... The, back again in the 90s, uh, <laughs> a, a CD came out. I think it's called Have, Have Yourself a Looney Tunes Christmas. Okay. And what it was was a newly recorded bunch of... Uh, Christmas songs sung by the uh, Looney Tunes characters using the new voices that they were using for new Looney Tunes cartoons. And you don't want to hear that. That sounds even worse. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't want to hear that. It's, you know, it's it's on my shelf, but uh, it doesn't get pulled down. I just, you know. It's just there there as an actor's like, it keeps those other two CDs apart. It's just wrong. (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong. That is false advertising. Yeah. That's terrible. The Porky Pig one's super hard to find. People are still looking for it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think they were two sides of the same single, though, at the time. There's an A and... This side was the B side of the single. 
according to what I was looking at. I was looking at it on Discogs, which is a, a website where people can post uh, singles that they have and stuff like that. And uh, So it was there. There was no image for it, but it lists them as the A and the B side. Mm. That, that could well be, because it's so hard to find. Both, I mean, both of them are hard yeah. to find. All right, well, we won't belabor that song, because... I thought it was okay, and I want to get to this this next song because I like this song a lot. So, David, you have a you have a theory, and your theory is that any song can be a Christmas song. You just have to change a few words and the tune and who wrote it. But other than that, any song, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And many other things. <laughs> no, you and add sleigh bells. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you have you have maintained for years that any song can be a Christmas song, or most songs can be Christmas songs. True. Uh, the the No Fun repertoire has a lot of uh, non-Christmas songs that have been turned into Christmas songs. And I also want to thank you for not putting on Jesse's Girl as Santa's Girl, which I don't know when that you do, but uh, no one needs to hear it. What's that? You're pointing okay. at me? No. Nope. Oh, sorry. You're just putting your hand there. And yeah, so this is great. So we're going to hear um, Elf Toy Maker, uh, performed by No Fun, or aka David M. And uh, it's up to you to recognize the song. I'm not going to tell you what song it is, everyone. Till they come back. So here we go. Elf Toy Maker. I'm an elf toy maker. I wear tiny pointy curly toe shoes. In the break room later. Me and the other elves will pitch for you. Keep your mouth shut. If Comet is a fink like we heard. Then we're gonna have to pay for your words. For me, babe Put toy ray guns on my sleigh Get those space games off the limelight Workshop having union daydreams Oh yeah Toy making, baby Ain't the real thing for me The workshop Santa runs It's such a boring place to be It makes me crazy No elf I know would really care If Santa tumbled through the air Make electric trains for me, babe Toy ray guns on my sled. Get those space games off the line, line. Workshop having union daydreams. Oh, Union daydreams are oh, yeah. 
I'm sick of it. <laughs> so, Father, yes. which song was that? So, this is a David Bowie song, mm-hmm. which comes from the uh, Ziggy Stardust album. Mm-hmm. And that song is Moon Age Daydream, right? Okay, God, I couldn't remember. <laughs> I did well, a lot of stalling tactics there. Well, that was by David Bowie, formerly David Jones, <laughs> yeah. from his 1972 album. Right. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars. And it, no, it was anyway. produced by. It was produced by. <laughs> Recorded at. <laughs> also featuring. Also featuring the songs Ziggy Stardust, Lady Stardust, another song with Stardust in it, maybe. And, uh, you know, it's Moon Age Daydream, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's the, the, the David Bowie song turned into a Christmas song. And, and, uh, but I mean, his, his version starts with, you know, I'm an alligator. So if that's the first thing he sings, very dramatic, I'm yeah. an alligator. Like, what? It's a pretty nonsensical song, but that's what makes it great. Well, I'm an elf tour maker makes more sense. <laughs> you know, put, it puts you in a, in a place, you know, right away. Sure does. And, and you know, a toy, I know that. A toy workshop. I know that elf. Yeah. You go. So, um, so yeah, uh, I, I uh, have been doing a, a I call it this uh, small David Bowie salute. It's a, a a bunch of songs about forty five minutes long. That uh, uh, you know, since David Bowie died, that's when I started doing it. Just you know, occasionally, and and uh, uh, so uh, Moon Age Daydream is in that bunch of songs. And so just one day it just occurred to me i'm an elf toy maker i wear tiny pointy curly toe shoes if you sang it the same way as he sings i'm an alligator i'm a mama papa call coming for, for you, you yeah. or calling for you um then you know made sense so just went from there i don't know he's a space invader he well you know in the break room later <laughs> it, it the the song is also on a four song uh like it, it's on uh, five Wenceslases and twenty-seven other contemporary no fun Christmas classics. Yes, which was the eighth CD in the Fezziwig Files No Fun at Christmas nineteen seventy-four to twenty fifteen uh, box set. Since expanded to ten CDs with the addition of the No Fun uh, Christmas Aoki <laughs> CD and the uh, it's a four song thing. Uh, I guess you can still get it from that that digital download thing. 
Uh, almost nobody bought it uh, at the t- back in uh, 2016. I put that and a Paul Leahy collection of uh, the No Fun songs that he you know wrote and sang. Yeah, um, I put both of those up for for download so people could get them, and a few people bought them, but people weren't really buying. Them. But it's a, a four song: uh, David Bowie, Me and Paul, uh, Christmas collection so it has elf toy maker on it it has uh the transvestimentals paul's glam rock band doing uh uh scary santa's super creeps uh and uh also uh paul's um uh, Paul, Paul and I doing uh, I'll Be Rono for Christmas and Santa Oddity. Uh, which, oh, yeah, Santa Oddity, that's right. Yeah, which, uh, but the I'll Be Rono for Christmas is like a Ro- Mick Ronson-style guitar extravaganza on <laughs> I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. And then uh, Peace on Earth, which was recorded on a Sneaky Dragon podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The actual recording, pro- that's where it came professionally from. Professionally recorded. Yeah. Oh, nice. And not nice. truncated. Nice recording. <laughs> but that that is the uh, the David Bowie half of the uh, uh, Little Drummer Boy Peace on Earth medley he does with Bing Crosby, which, as far as I know, no one had ever thought to just take that part and do it. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, David Bowie, you know, was also a kind of Mr. Christmas himself, having appeared on a... Bing, Bing Crosby's final. Uh, I don't think he was special. a willing participant, but okay. Well, no, he, he was. You know, he he still had that weird thing about him. So him showing up and being sort of normal was weirder than anything weird he might have done. I guess that's probably the first time I saw him. I think I knew him because Fame would have come out before that, right? Yes. So yeah, but I so I knew him from I knew him from Fame. That's like the first David Boy song I remember uh, hearing on the radio, and then. Uh, then seeing that Christmas special because whatever I was a kid I loved Christmas specials so I would, I'd watch them all even the Mac Davis Christmas special yes I watched that one now now's probably before you say what you think of the song now's probably a good time to 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 say that we're we just started doing the uh, this season of no fun at Christmas shows uh, which will be continuing every Monday. Uh, for the rest of the decade, uh, <laughs> at uh, the Princeton Pub. And it doesn't cost anything to get in. And uh, every show you are at uh, will contain the Good King Wenceslas show, which is our groundbreaking Christmas entertainment, uh, uh, composed entirely of different versions of the song Good King Wenceslas. Yes. 37 at the one with, last week. With and quick it, sketch interpretations of each song by me on a whiteboard. But it's a multi <laughs> multimedia extravaganza, yes. uh, along with, you know, the, the usual no fun at Christmas stuff. Uh, 34 years we've been doing it. And uh, yeah, so it'll be running through till January 6th when we will be doing the no fun after Christmas, Ukrainian Christmas edition. <laughs> Uh, our good friend Rob Rebselge will be there for that. Former friend of the he's, show. He's got yes, he's got a, a new song about eggnog. <laughs> good. I heartily approve of. I like eggnog yeah. myself. So Mary eggnog? Yes or no? No. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm going to say that is a zero out of five eggnogs. No way. Yes. Hey, eggnog's good. All right. So your reactions to this song? Well, I didn't know the David Bowie song. Yeah. I did not realize it was a cover. 
Yeah, sort of a, an adaptation. A, a Weird Al style <laughs> parody. Um, but yeah, that was fine. Okay. I didn't think it was super Christmassy. No offense, David. <laughs> so what did you give it? Christmas toys. I said three. Okay. Three what? Out of five. Gotta have a thing. You started it. You gotta finish it. You gotta go to the I'm end. I'm trying to think of Christmas things. Presents. Three presents out of five. Yeah, gifts. Three gifts out of five, okay. It's more of a union statement than a... Because <laughs> you know, really, that's what it's about. Yes. You know? it's, and again, well, we'll come to that. Yes, speaking of unionizing for elves, let's listen to the cast of Futurama as they sing a song that has many names. You have given it the name The Elf Song. Yes. The elves have rescued Christmas as well. Xmas. Rescued Xmas, sorry. And then also I've seen it written as Back to Work. Yeah, I think the official title is March of the Non-Union Elves. Because that's <laughs> what they call it on the... Uh, the there's a later okay. Futurama uh, collection, seasonal co- collect, uh, season collection okay. that has as an extra a few videos, including that one, All taken right. as a separate video. So they'll have to change the entry on the on the Futurama Wiki, which is where I got the information for this, because it came from the episode A Tale of Two Santas, which came out in 2001. Yeah, they provided no information with the episode. A, a wonderful, wonderful episode. Yes, very good. W- wonderful. So let's give it a listen, everyone. Here we go. Here's the cast of Futurama with, uh, singing, sing, with singing elves. Here we go. We are free and fairly sober with so many toys to build. The machines are kind of tricky, probably someone will be killed. But we gladly work for nothing, which is good because we don't intend to pay. The elves are back to work today. Hooray! We have just a couple hours to make several billion gifts. And the labor is amazing. Then you'll all work triple shifts. You can make the job go quicker if you turn up the controls to super speed. It's back to work on Xmas Eve. Hooray! And though you're cold and sore and ugly, your pride will mask the pain. Let my happy smile warm your heart. There's a toy lodged in my brain. We are getting awfully tired and we can't work any faster and we're very, very sorry. Why, you selfish little bastards, do you want the kids to think that Santa's just a crummy, empty-handed jerk? Then shut your yaps and back to work. Now it's very nearly Xmas and we've done the best we could. These toy soldiers are poorly painted. And they're made from inferior wood. I should give you all a beating, but I really have to fly. If I weren't stuck here frozen, I'd harpoon you in the eye. Now it's back into our tenements to drown ourselves in rye. You did the best you could, I guess, and some of these gorillas are okay. Hooray! We're adequate! The elves are rescued Xmas Day! Hooray! All right. So uh, those poor elves. <laughs> yeah. No one will feel sorry. It's a good. Uh, it's a good analogy. I mean, I guess I never. I guess no one has thought of elves before as basically third world, third world slaves working away in a sweatshop. But there you go. Well, they're also aliens in this. Yes, that's right. Case. They're from Neptune. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I I like the song a lot. The the it's it's. It's very, very well performed and has many funny moments in it. 
That's true. Some of these gorillas are okay. Hooray, we're adequate. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Very good. Yes, that's good. Mary? Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah? I liked the song. How Christmassy was it? I thought it was Christmassy. Oh. Well, actually, should I say, I thought it was Xmasy. Yes, it's Xmasy. Yes, that's X-masy. true. Because it's not nice. Christmas anymore. Thank you. Um, so I would say uh, it was four out of five Robot Santas. Oh, nice. My favorite one is the first Robot Santa one, because that was the most surprising. Yes. That's the most surprising one. That's the one that really startles you. <laughs> and Fry's all excited about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, everyone's like locking things up, and he's like, what? <laughs> Hey. Christmas, it's Christmas. And also, it's John, it's John Goodman doing the voice of Santa, and that's the best. So. Well, there's. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They have John DiMaggio who does Bender's voice do him in the in the Tale of Two Santas, and it's not quite as good because it's John DiMaggio for I think he's very good as Bender, but he's kind of limited vo- voice wise. He's not yeah. like Billy West or someone who can like really change their voice. You know, he can play different characters, and you're like, what? He does Commander Whoever, and he's also. You know, Fry, and he's yeah. also the professor. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bender, it's like kind of all sounds like Bender. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. but I, yeah, you can tell it's not John Goodman. Does doesn't ruin the episode at all. For me. <laughs> but but I, I will that that that's a magnificent ending to that episode where they're huddled in terror, <laughs> you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. To me, that you know, there there's your Christmas. There it is. You know, beautiful. But but yeah, I I, I, uh, I like the song a lot. Of course, Futurama is is a great great show. I'm not just saying it because you know. I've been saying it for for decades, and <laughs> I'm still saying it. To, uh, Ian uh, Boothby, uh, you know, he, he he works for a, a great concern, in my opinion. Well, you'll be excited to hear then that it's no longer around. Bongo Comics folded their doors. When was do. that? Because they're like a cupboard. They're like a closet. They folded them. Um, last year? Oh, well, he keeps putting things, saying that there's available things online and stuff. Oh, they're still doing digital. They yeah. have like a digital service. Well, they, but, well that's something. That's but what the kids do these days. But they're not, they, don't, they're, they don't read the comic books anymore. Yeah. They just look on the devices. They're not producing new new material, though. They're just mining their past in the comics. So. Well, aren't we all? <laughs> also, isn't that what Christmas is all about? Mining the past. You that's, know? that's for sure. Hey, let's all look forward to Christmas future. You know, that sure worked out great for Scrooge. <laughs> Scared the hell out of him and made him repent. So, yes. you know, let's not do that. Let's just mine the past. Sure. Well, let's, yes, speaking of the past, speaking of the future, speaking of the ghost of Futurama past, let's go to our last song here. Ah, at last. The last and another, this is be this is the only song on here, I think, on both of yours. It is a traditional Christmas song. It has a bit of a variance to it, but it's still well. Carol of the Swells. I guess that's was, right. Carol of the Bells. Yeah. That's true. Okay, good. You got me there. So two songs, one each, one each CD. Um, this is Robin Gibb from uh, his album My Favorite Christmas Carols. David, is that true? Uh, I think it's My Favorite Christmas. I think okay my favorite christmas but it's his only christmas album yeah it came out in 2006 and it is the fine mostly it's very traditional stuff mm-hmm. this let's hear it and we'll discuss it sure let's listen to robin gibb in his curiously quavery voice sing noel from 2006 
There we go. Noel, Noel, Noel. I feel like the Bee Gees, you gotta like that sound anyway. All right. So that was uh, that was Robin Gibb with Noel from, uh, as we said, his album, either called My Favorite Christmas Carols or My Favorite Christmas, which came out in 2006. Mary, what do you think of Noel? Very Christmassy. Yes, it's very Definitely Christmassy. Definitely five out of five Christmas trees. Okay, nice. I like that um, as an ending. Very, but, very, it's great. Thank you. Um, but yes. I didn't like the song itself very much. Okay. Is this had trouble with the voice yeah. of Robin Gibb? Yeah. It is. It is. It's an interesting instrument, his voice. I'll say that. I find it very curious that he bro- he broke, like the Bee Gees broke up in the late 60s, and then he put out at least one solo album, Robin's Reign. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I just think that's really curious because I don't think he is the strongest singer. I mean, he might be the best songwriter, I don't know, but he's not the strongest singer in the Bee Gees. He had a definite... Well, he's, he's sang a few of their hits. Uh, they wanted a stronger voice, they would use Barry. Yeah. And then if they, if they were, at, you know, like I started a joke... Is better with him singing it. Yeah, but yeah. but you know they're brothers, so they're singing together their whole lives. Yeah, and how how does it develop that one of them has this voice? And I think it's because they're singing together. Yeah. And how do you tell them apart? Yeah, and you know a vocal blend. Sure, you know, as we know from the great vocal blend, you know, distinctive vocal blend uh, uh, groups like Crosby, Stills and Nash say. Beach Boys? Uh, Beach Boys, yeah. You want something, you know, like like there's something in the blend of the Bee Gees' voices yeah. Yeah. that is distinct to them. And, sure. it's, and it doesn't sound, you know, like like the Everly Brothers or the Leuven Brothers. Yeah. Um, they have... It's pretty... It's cl- close, very matched, yeah. But only, yeah. only, you know, it's it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're both... Uh, you know the the singing styles they have are very distinctive. Yeah, you hear one of them singing and it sounds like an Everly brother. Mm-hmm. You hear the two of them together and they have something magic that is you know because they're brothers and they're singing so yeah. closely yeah. together. But he is more of a weird element in the Bee Gees sound. He's like the Dennis all, Wilson it, in the Beach Boys sound. Yeah, it, re- it really served them well over the years. It gave them something really really distinctive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I you know back when uh, you know no fun was uh, me and Paul and Penny and we would do things with harmonies. Yeah, we would work you know we would work out a harmony and you know Penny was not uh, the strongest singer, but there was a quality to her voice that when you put it together with Paul's voice and he had a very distinctive thing as well. Yeah, I, I'm more like I can sort of you know. Uh, there's a there's a certain thing I normally do, but I can do other things. Yeah. But for uh, put the three of us together, and uh, uh, and it could be like a you know there was something else that that happened. Yeah, uh, you when you guys would when you have a really good group singing, and I'll use you, you you were an example of this. When you have a really good group of people singing together, it almost sounds like there's other voices in the mix. Yeah, yeah. it kind of creates like this kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know what we call it, but there must be some sort of like acoustic wave or something that <laughs> kind of bounces in, into it that almost makes it sound like there's another, there's more to it than there is, and it's, it is interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's why you sing the songs to see how they're going to sound. Mm-hmm. Like with sports, that's why you play the games you know, <laughs> to see how they end up. Um, so, so uh, yeah, uh, as, as a solo artist, uh, Robin Gibb was kind of limited. He didn't do that much solo stuff. Mm-hmm. He also had a weird personal life, as I understand. He had this sort of 
dominatrix sort of uh, uh, wife, and there was another woman living with them. Or this, uh, you can look it up. <laughs> it's very Christmassy, everyone. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, <laughs> what what I like about this is it's it's the only really uh, plausible alternative attempt at being something like the John and Yoko, uh, you know, Happy Christmas War is Over. Yeah. He is definitely doing the same thing on purpose. Yeah. But he's got a good idea taking Noel, making it no war, bringing in the kids to sing and stuff. And I I think it's it's a very decent and credible thing. You know, it shouldn't be forgotten that uh, Christmas does not stem from a, a greedy impulse. It stems from something good in humanity um, that is can be used for good it doesn't have to be used to sell crap you know <laughs> uh, uh, and and I you know I, I think it, you know to me it, it sounds good and uh, you know he 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 has a good idea and it's also you know it's good it's you know he, he's he's selling peace he's selling no war he's using christmas to do it and uh you know that that's uh, that's what i like about it yeah. i also like the free dvd that comes with the album <laughs> that has a, this really sh- i think it's only about 10 minutes long but you see him at home doing the recording and stuff and there's you know weird hints about his weird life so <laughs> i like that too so no war. Let me get on with my weird personal life, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just say about the song. I I did like the song a lot because I am a Bee Gees fan, and I'm a fan of of I'm a big fan of Robin's Rain, his uh, solo album that he put out in the late '60s when they was he was the one that was involved in the big tra- tra- a train crash, right? That did it kill his girlfriend or something? And then he kind of had like some sort of like PSTD reaction to it and uh, PTSD. PTSD. Right, thank you. You always correct me on this. Uh, PTSD reaction to post stress traumatic po- disorder. Yes, yeah, so that's what I. That's what he had. It didn't have the post traumatic stress disorder. It was a different post Santa. Post Santa. Post Santa. Traumatic. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So he kind of broke away from his brothers for a while, and 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 I think also that Odessa album kind of broke their backs for a while. That uh, was a huge undertaking, and then it didn't do very well. And they're like. No one wanted to buy our album that had a flock velvet cover. <laughs> still, still great though. Oh, it's a great album for cover, sure. Cover's great too. I highly recommend Odessa if you've never heard it, everyone. But uh, yeah, so I, yeah, this I thought this was really good, and it's a great ending as well. Like if you're gonna end a a, a mixtape, you you got to end it on a big note, and this is a big note. It's a beautifully sung version of Noel, which is the first Noel is one of my favorite Christmas carols. Uh, it's up there in my top ten, definitely. As well I'm, as oh, as a. A holy night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, no church. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. bringing in a, a church thing. It's a church thing. You could do that in a church. <laughs> yes, you know, for sure. Probably did do it in a church. Probably recorded it in a church. Probably some hip church guy <laughs> went. Let's do this in at yeah. our Christmas concert. In, and a, stuff. in a United Church, probably Episcopalian. It's the yeah. states. No, United. There's no United in the, in the states. What? Really? Yeah, it's only in Canada. Oh, weird. I learned mm-hmm. at an early mm-hmm. age. It's like how they don't have um, NDP in the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned at an early age what the uh, United Church was all about. Uh, my Aunt Annie went to it. Mm-hmm. And she took me to it a few times, and it just didn't seem like church at all. It yeah. seemed like anything goes church. <laughs> like, you know, sure. w- what's your idea? We'll incorporate it into our church. Cause, you know, <laughs> and, you know, th- yeah. and they've kind of stayed that way, too. Sure. So, you know. It's an admirably... 
it's an honorably forward-thinking church. I mean, they're the first church with with women priests, or the first mm-hmm. church that to acknowledge um, same-sex, same-sex couples. Couples, yeah. I mean, they're really ahead of them, really ahead of the curve. Like, it's a follow follow that church. They know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're not a church at all. So they are a church. They're the church for that's, people who can't stand church. But that's that's the biggest <laughs> problem is that they're not about division, and so they don't attract a bunch of people who want to feel like. Superior. Like superior to other people. Yeah. So that's their biggest problem, right? Like what what religion really wants the people's religious urge is mostly like to feel better than other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like the worst religious urge, but that's the one that's like most popular. So Yeah. No, yeah. United Church is on the right side of history. For sure. For sure. For for absolute sure. Yeah. And I think they did I think they were involved with res- residential schools, which is like the only blot on their on But their, they I think that they were one of the first they're also one of the first to apologize. To apologize. For that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Catholic I don't know if it, they still haven't, but last I looked into it the Catholic Church had still not acknowledged or apologized for that. Wow. Nor had they like released any records from it. Well, yeah. they have other problems. That could, yeah, get ex- sure could get could get expensive. <laughs> Yeah. Ka-ching. <laughs> I mean, the Anglican Church and the United Church both came out and apologized and released all their records and said, like, we were part of that and we're sorry yeah. and we're going to do better, you know? We went on the walk of shame. I mean, the walk of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, anyway, that's not, that's not Christmassy, Mary. Let's get no. off that topic. Although, you know what Let's is Christmassy? Let's end with... No, no. You know what is Christmassy? What's that? Planning about Amazon. Complaining about Amazon? Yeah, let me complain about Amazon oh, for sure, one second. Sure, this yeah. is my uh, this is my platform. This is your, this is your rant. Amazon. So we know that every show ends with a rant for Mary. Yes. Uh, so uh, my boyfriend and I have been having this like ongoing joke. Yeah. Because I was at our house in Chilliwack, and he was at his parents' house helping them with stuff, and so yeah. he was texting me and being like, "If any Amazon packages come, don't open them." And I was like, "Well, why?" And he's like, "Just don't open them." And I was like, "Well, what's in there? What are you? What are you ordering? Like, what did you get?" And he was like, "Just don't open them, Mary." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, why? Like, what are you trying to hide?" And Jeez, he's like, "Don't open a, them." You're being a brat. I know. And um, so he was like texting me like every day, like, "Don't open any Amazon packages." Yeah. Every day I was like, "I'm gonna open them." And then one day I went and I opened up my front door, and sitting there was my Christmas present with just a shipping label slapped on it. Wasn't in a box. There was no box for me to open. Because it was just, they just put the shipping label on the present and were like, here you go. It's Christmas time. Good enough. Good enough. Throw it in the car. <laughs> what? And like, my boyfriend orders a lot of stuff from Amazon because he's poor impulse control. He doesn't listen to this podcast. And I've never seen a single thing ordered that has come with just a shipping label slapped on it and then arrived at our door. It always comes in a yeah. box. Or one of those like envelopes right. with the puffy stuff. Yeah, You're this right. is the first time I've ever seen that, and this is also the first thing he's ever ordered to our place that's not just like for him that he bought on impulse <laughs> because he was like, "Oh, I could use this knife, I guess, or whatever." <laughs> well, I might have some complaints about Amazon after Christmas because I, I think I'll be using them to do a lot of shopping. No, yeah. as I am not able to leave the house very, right. very regularly. Remember last year when Eve ordered me a Christmas present, yeah. and then it came and it was broken, and then also they tr- they charged her twice for it and yeah. didn't refund the money. Yeah, iconic. Amazon. Yeah, Jeff I'm, Bezos is a like, multi-trolty billionaire yeah. because he's generous. I only ordered the bulb for the TV from <laughs> it because that's the only way to get it. Yeah, but it's true. I am. I, they keep sending me reminders that I looked at. There's a, a Chris Isaac Christmas, the, the Chris Isaac Christmas album, 
was released a couple of years ago in Australia because okay. he was on tour at Christmas time in Australia, probably because yeah. you can go surfing and stuff. But he he there's there's a couple of there, there's four extra songs on it, uh, three of which are previously uh, available on B-sides of singles or something. Yeah. But one of them is a new song called Dogs Love Christmas 2, which I recommend people look on the YouTube. There's a him on an Australian TV show singing the song to a dog. They have a dog there. Wow. And it's a very cute song and stuff. Like he's Elvis. So, so Yeah, exactly. So Amazon keeps sending me the, this reminder that I looked at it and do I still want it? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't want to order anything ever from Amazon, but I'm, and it's like $35. And I know I'm sort of really sorely tempted just to get that because there's no other way to get it i keep hoping i'll run into it in the store but there's not much hope yeah, of that yeah so goddamn amazon <laughs> they're, they're the worst they're pure, all right pure evil so let's turn this around everyone let's turn it around and let's thank david for coming in for two pretty long shows thank you david for putting together these two Thanks, cds david. for us you're welcome we appreciate you want it. some more <laughs> Yeah, dad let's, doesn't have, dad doesn't have enough. Let's talk later. Uh, <laughs> so yes, thanks very much for coming by, Mary. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, th- thanks, Dad. Thank you for doing the show with me. Thanks. Thank, you're welcome. Merry Christmas. Love you very much. I know. And everyone out there, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. We hope you have a Happy New Year. I think we maybe are doing a show before the New Year's up, but I'm just going to say Happy New Year anyway. I can't remember where the shows fall in the schedule. So. Everyone out there, happy Christmas, happy New Year, happy holidays. Happy Ukrainian Christmas. Happy Ukrainian Christmas. That comes four months after Christmas. 13 days. Oh, 13 days. I'm sorry. Who's counting? (laughs) And yes, happy happy times of the year for all of you out there. We hope this show uh, helped you trim your tree. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the the sexual euphemism of that great song (laughs) from the 50s. Baby, let me trim your tree. Anyway. No. Mary's shaking her No, head. not that. Can finish the show, please. But I'm going to turn it over to my, do- my wonderful daughter, oh, Mary. Oh, great. Mary, how can people get in touch with us to wish us a Merry Christmas? Um, SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Yes. SneakyDragon.com. Sneaky underscore dragon on Twitter. Yeah. Um, reach out to us. We love that. Yes, we, we love do. it. We do. Contact us. Be like, hey, I like your show. Or, hey, I didn't like your show. <laughs> Whatever. Yep, it all works. Oh, you can also um, uh, comment or review us or whatever on iTunes, I guess. Well, on the Apple Podcast now. On Apple Podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, on Apple Podcast. Or a Google Podcast or wherever you find our show. Yeah. So we appreciate all of you for listening, and we do wish you, I think I already said it, but I'll say it again one last time, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm not saying it.